The following podcast may contain strong language and is not suitable for all hipsters who raise rabbits on leashes. Uh, wow. That's a real thing. Happened to my friend in Olympia. He was hanging out and he saw, he's like, I saw your next Spotify band. There's dudes with uh, with giant beards wearing corduroy overalls and a bunny on a leash. Can I say that <laughs> this show will never be appropriate for those people ever? Not just May. I refuse. <laughs> Welcome back to the Better Live Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Sarah Smith. I'm a former congressional candidate from Washington's 9th District, and I'm joined by three other hosts. I'm joined by Troy. Hi. Corn, hi, and Adam, shalom, and then we are being produced by Jay, who is hanging out over in the little production dungeon where Don't he can't talk to speak Jay. or do anything. Don't talk to Jay, baby. <laughs> talk to Jay. Jay produced us. He has, yes. the, he has the easiest job in the world, might I say? So easy. You do not Pokemon get it Go. started. He, by the way, for the record, his job is pure misery and by nightmares. design. Yes, and it's true. And he will have it in abundance. <laughs> it's because he has to listen to your voice. That's all. Yeah, oh, like I'll, I'll just call him up. Yeah, just mm. to be like, are you listening to my voice on one end? How about the other end? Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so, what? So we're gonna Am jump I into at him. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna jump into our uh, our what the shit, uh, and then what? we've our what the shit, and then we've got our big news breakdown where we're talking about uh, some shady ad stuff going on in Seattle, and we're talking about what's going on in Hong Kong, um, and then we've got a great interview with Tacoma City Council candidate Courtney Love, the... and I am the Courtney Love. Um, and I have to differentiate that she's a Tacoma City Council candidate, and she is not the singer. Courtney not right. Love. She's the Courtney Love, not the, Courtney not Love, the not murderess. The other one, not she, the murderess. She rocks harder. Ooh. And now we're in is that spicy? Really? Theory. Too soon? Do Too we, soon. It's the Lincoln assassination. In, yeah. in, this, in this interview, do you achieve nirvana with Courtney Love? Oh, boo. That's it. God damn it. While you were away, Adam, we installed a new button. <laughs> it ejects you <laughs> into <laughs> the neighbor's yard. <laughs> Bye. And we're going to be uh, rounding it out with a very amazing quiz from our teen quiz magazine that Corn brought. Quiz so fest. We're, uh, yeah, we're really, we rounded it out this time. But I think it's time to get started with our what the shit. What? What the shit? The shit. The what shit. the shit? Shit. Oh shit. And uh, I believe I believe this episode Sorry. I believe this episode's what the shit is brought to us by Adam this time. Hey. We're only doing one because this is a big deal. Some big shit. It's normally what the shits. It's big shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a single what the shit this week. Singular um, shit. So yesterday was Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day in the Jewish year. I specifically spent all day from 10.15 in the morning through to 8.45 at night um, doing various forms of Jewy things. Oh, mm. yes. Well, I just got really shocked by that, but I mean... It was, you know, mostly prayer. Yeah. I I mm. read Torah. I gave a spiel. Are the times, the specific times, important? No, I slept in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why it was 10.15 is because you overslept by 15 um, minutes. Or, he's Jewish. Well, calm down. Actually... <laughs> Actually, this is Jew-esque. This, this service actually started at 8.45. Ah. But the important stuff really starts around 10. That's fine. So. All right. Cool. You made it in time. Right. You made it in time for something. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I was in service all day. Um, and while the service was happening here on the West Coast in Seattle, um, in Hall, Germany, a right-wing extremist, white guy, Nazi tendencies, that sort of shit, uh, took a bunch of guns and explosives to a synagogue while he was live streaming on Twitch. What? Yeah. It was Twitch? Yep. Yeah. About 2,200 people tuned in. Ugh. Son to of a bitch. see this 
fucker, I'm going to say it, this fucker, um, try and break into a synagogue and shoot up the joint. Um, about 60 people were inside at that point. Thankfully, the door held during the attack, despite the attacker trying to shoot it down. He even shoved an explosive into the door jam, trying to trying to blow it open. Holy shit. I did not know all of that. I yeah. Right. I knew I heard right about the attack, but I didn't read about all that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So during this holiday, wherein Jews are observing it's the holiest day of the year, we're spending the whole day. Praying, atoning for our sins, asking God for forgiveness, hoping to be inscribed in the book of life for the following year. And this guy shows up angel of death style and tries to, you know, take out an entire synagogue full of folks in Germany. Wasn't so I read somewhere he was using someone else's Twitch stream to do it. Is that am I wrong? I'm looking into it right now. Um, It's definitely the the Twitch aspect is is problematic they're talking about what this means in a world i we, they've been doing this on facebook forever uh, deaths rape suicides you know all of that it's interesting that they are now like well what about this no but, terrorism yeah and that's it, what it is it's 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 white extremism and it's also white terrorism it's yes. it's straight up terrorism and i know that we here in the united states are typically kind of scared of calling this sort of thing terrorism um or at least politicians tend to be mm-hmm. but uh let's let's call it what it is right the interior minister uh horst seehofer in germany um told reporters on thursday quote we unfortunately have to face the truth which for some time already is that the threat of anti-semitism right-wing extremism and right-wing terrorism is very high yeah and it's true i mean there's this weird there's such a it's such a weird juxtaposition because there's this resurgence in strange uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And then even Donald Trump espouses some of these weird anti-Semitic conspiracy theories while also turning around and saying Israel's his greatest ally. Oh, and that he's and the hero to or like, what did he say? He's it's wild. The chosen one. Yeah, he's the chosen one. And he wants to move the, the embassy to Jerusalem. And it is I it is just the wildest thing. But this is like a common thread now that we're seeing and it's not just isolated to the u.s it's it's overseas again and in germany of all places who are some of the the most stringent with observing and remembering the horrors of what happened during world war ii and the most shamed by their past and and having worked hard to create a structure wherein that kind of language is no longer acceptable and uh, by law um where they you know, folks who are, you know, the racist um, uh, uh, Nazi, neo-Nazis are actually, they're using the Confederate flag now because they can't use the swastika. But to speak real quick, Adam, to the Twitch stream, um, five people watched the 35-minute live stream uh, recordings of the video because it, it basically keeps a VOD, a video on demand, mm-hmm. um, up for a short period of time. It also allows people to take quick clips and to then have a smaller clip that you can share as part of your stuff. And then you can see it as an aggregate clips. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, a lot of people did that, but you're right. Yeah. 20, yeah. 2200 uh, people in 30 minutes saw it uh, before it was flagged and removed. Here's my question. 30 fucking minutes. Yep. Come on. Minutes. No, that's that's really fucked. And so, I mean, 
I I really don't have a lot to say about this because just every single layer of it leaves me speechless, whether it be just the fact that it happened at all, the fact that it happened on a holy day, the fact that it was streamed, that it was up for 30 minutes, like every single thing. It's just so I, I don't know what to say, really. Nauseating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is one other thing that I wanted to share um, that's part it's it's kind of personal it's kind of kind of tough um one part of the yom kippur service is called the martyrology service and uh for those of you out there who are unfamiliar and those of us in here who are unfamiliar uh the martyrology service every year during yom kippur commemorates jews throughout history who have been killed simply because they were jewish so stories are told about rabbi akiva uh the jews who fled or were killed during the spanish inquisition the six million lost during the Holocaust in the 1940s. This year, my temple also read a piece from Rabbi Jonathan Perlman of the uh, New Light Synagogue, New Light Congregation in Pittsburgh. Um, they read it during the service, and I have it queued up here, and I'm going to read it uh, before we go into the big news breakdown. Ela Ezkara for Pittsburgh by Rabbi Jonathan Perlman. These things do I remember, and my heart is grieved. How the arrogant have devoured our people. Who would believe that in our day there would be no intervention for the eleven slaughtered from our holy community? That Shabbat morning was like every Shabbat. The twenty early risers from the three shuls came to read Parshat Vayera from the Torah. And they did not know, nor could they see in the reflection of God's mystery, that the portion would reveal what would happen to them. And they read, Abraham rose early and brought his servant lads and his only son who he loved. They went to Mount Moriah together, his son Isaac by his side and two lads behind. They walked three days in silence. They went in hushed voices, for nothing occurred to them. Finally, they arrived at Moriah, and there God tested Abraham. And Abraham let the youths rest at the bottom of the hill. God said to Abraham, Ascend to me on the hill and I will test you there. And they saw. And Abraham rose. He ascended the mountain of God, the hill of Moriah, and a cloud covered the mountain, and God called to him, saying, Thus will you say to the house of Jacob, and thus will you tell the house of Israel, You will be holy, for I am holy. And everyone who wishes to enter my covenant and visit my sanctuary, that time when the many will come to sanctify my holy name in public, and to the living God they will call, and unto the sanctity of life and of love that is implanted in every heart. And then the group returned, Abraham leading, and they walked separately to their homes. And they were silent, all of them in reaction to the frightful vision their eyes saw. And thus they heard from behind the veil of mystery. And if you ask in your bitterness, this is Torah and this is its reward? My answer is known. It has been decreed. Don't dwell too much on what separates you from me. What occurred in our holy sanctuary that day, as the enemy came to tread upon our holy space, his wielding sword to break apart our memories from that place, the sanctified recalled a few that remained. Among some, their faces turned to one another before Kadish de Rabbanan. Among some, their faces turned toward the door to welcome new faces. Among some, they quickly assisted their friends in finding their place in the Sidur. Among some, those engaged in Torah study, and among some who were in the kitchen preparing the next meal. And to the eleven, God spoke in a whisper. 
The time has arrived to sanctify my name in public, and I know you did not ask for this. Even so, they would be remembered and looked upon as personally bound to the altar as one united. For in the future, their children and congregations would remember that we are sanctifiers of life who come to live, for we arose, we stood as your followers in your path, for we remembered faith and friendship here toward your light. We buried our bodies, and upon them we wept, and even so, this did not break us. Nonetheless, we were steadfast in our place, and we continued to stand. And so, our Father, our King, act for the sake of those who are slaughtered for your holy name, and act for the babies and children and for all the people of your faith. Remember us, our King, for we keep you in mind. Help us, our King, for we prayed to you. Save us, our Creator, for our eyes are upon you. As long as this breath is within us, we ponder the world you created for us, and evening and morning, each and every day, we gather and we cry out as one, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Well, I got teary-eyed. Me too. Yeah. And I mean, this is <clears throat> this is our world. This is what we're allowing to manifest in reality because we are so focused on dividing each other that we are slaughtering people in their place of worship on their holiest day or at least trying to to terrorize them in their place of peace and internal reflection and a place where they're trying to make themselves and the world a better place it's i got the same feeling when you and I, um, and I'm, I believe other folks were with us, but um, we went to Temple, and it was it was at the closest I have felt to spirituality in a way that was more than the assembled people and the words that the rabbi was speaking. Um, it was monumental and I got the same feeling Adam from your reading of that and it's uh, it's overwhelming it's tough and I think what what kind of horrifies me about this uh, about this act this terrible act that happened in Germany just yesterday this guy whose name we're not going to say on this podcast and whose name, honestly, I don't know because no, no, uh, news outlet that I've read so far has actually reported, reported his name. Um, apparently he was inspired by the, the shootings in New Zealand at the New Zealand mosque. So this isn't just a Jewish thing. This isn't just a Muslim thing. This isn't everybody thing. And I think that instead of referring to each individual group as a they, I think we should all start referring to it as a we. I think we're all being affected. And it might not be our friends. It might not be our family. I know in Pittsburgh, the synagogue that was uh, that was attacked was a synagogue my brother used to attend when he was in graduate school um, and for the years after that he lived in Pittsburgh. Um, but I think that this is not just the fight for the Jews. It's not just the fight for the Muslims, for black folks, for Latinos. This is our fight as humans. 
the fact is I'm at the end of all this and I think the the best way to close out our segment on this is we are not a they and them and those people in that unit and that group and that community we are the community it is everybody those people that are suffering those people that are going to celebrate a holy day those people that are stopping to pray those people that are going into church that are going into the mosque that are going into the synagogue that are choosing to do none of those things that are hanging out with friends in a coffee shop that are talking to their parents in a different language that are are playing some kind of sports game with their friends and family in the streets these are these are not they these are not other people these are not the other these are not someone else these are our neighbors these are the people that our kids are going to school with. These are the people that we work with. These are the people that we sit in traffic with. These are the people that we ride the bus with. They're the people we grocery shop with. There is no they in our country. There is only an us. And the only reason we've been led to feel like there's a they is because we've allowed ourselves to be cut up and divided into these groups. And we need we need to find a way to combat this kind of hatred. We need to find a way to combat this kind of sense of violence and 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 vitriolic hate for others, the other. Um, we are not an other. We are a one. They're also our children. They are our trans friends. They are our trans teachers, our LGBTQ leaders, our black and brown brothers and sisters. There is an undeniable propensity to split and divide that I think can be traced to a desire to have that be the case, to have that fight and strife and pain and a very base attempt to share lies, to to diminish, to dehumanize, to shame, to uh, prevent, to gatekeep. And and this is, I mean, it is deliberate. <clears throat> and I mean, we, this is deliberate and it is meant to divide us, it is meant to keep us apart, and it is meant to take our power from us because we're weaker when we're divided. So I want to say thank you for for sharing that, but also thank you for the most important part, and that is we are in this. And if anybody believes that they are immune by dint of their white skin or their uh, heritage, uh, the truth of the matter is we all benefit from equality and love and unification around Spreading misery means more misery. You can't pain stay angry. Pain. You can't stay angry forever. You can't. Man cannot thrive on anger alone. Yep, absolutely. But anyway, thank you for that. That's uh, very moving. Yeah, and this You're is. Welcome. I'm sorry to start with a really heavy topic, but it's heavy but important. And I know that we try Hugely to keep important. our yeah. we try to keep our pod light hearted. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like this is the reality. As much as we we have a privilege sitting in a room keeping it lighthearted, and there are people out there that don't have that privilege. And I think it's important every few episodes to just remind ourselves that we're privileged to sit here and like be able to crack jokes about politics. But those politics that we're talking about kill people. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, in Seattle, this seems like a good time of any, as good a time as any to move into our, our big news breakdown where we're dealing with a lot of stuff in the news. Beep. Um, we- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Beep. 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 News. Big news breakdown. I'm trying to make. But a you know, actually, I want to. Let's flip this real yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, tragedy. Um, 
horrible. There are broken people, broken things. But there's this happening and there's Adam saying, wait, this isn't just about this. So so I'm going to flip the script in my own head and say that's heavy because it's important. But it's not – we can bear the weight of equality and making that important. I'm I'm fighting. Yep, that's yep. what we're doing. All right, talking about it is helping to fight it. Reminding people that it's it's not about division; it's about unity. Is that's part of the fight, and that's, that's right. the hardest part is getting people to switch their mindset to realize it's not about hate; it is about coming together and loving each other. Yep, and spending time talking about the big news. And speaking of dividing our fair city of Seattle, <laughs> what? I never in my all my olden days of thirty one years old, thirty one years on this earth, we and got I a never grandma over here. Th- I'm granny panties. You know, it is what time is it? It is ten ten, and I was supposed to be in bed ten minutes ago. Wow. Um, I go Gasp. to bed early. I'm an early riser. I wake up at like five in the morning. It's still dark out in the summer when I wake up. She's like, I'm only gonna have time to do five yogas. <laughs> I should move up to Alaska. Then it'll never be dark. I would be perfect. It'd be fine. I'd be like, look at all the sun I get. Except for that one time a year. I saw 30 days of night. I know what's coming for me. <laughs> um, Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> I hate how much I love that movie. <laughs> I know, right? And Josh Hartnett, I'm like, that was someone give that man a Grammy or whatever. Where is that man? Was. Nobody knows. He died. Show. He Penny, died in, in the darkness. Penny, I'm, Penny I'm looking stories. Penny, Penny Dreadful. Stories. Penny, Penny Dreadful. Dreadful. Where he had vampirism or werewolfism or something. He had werewolfism, but he also had relations Ah, with a gentleman friend. Mm. I thought you were going to say that woman. Also that woman, too. Okay. With Edward Cullen? Define the word is. Yes. Sounds good. Nice. Very cool. So in our fair city, (laughs) we are experiencing a deep division because of, and this is not to like just garbage all over somebody, another outlet, but the stranger... What the f- what the shit? What was that? And that's not even the segment. This is a no, business but breakdown. Still. What have we done? Strain the stranger has ruined what our podcast. Happening? They have so broken rude. Sarah. <laughs> so disappointed. She is a woman I'm of so order mad. and fact <laughs> and discipline, and you've broken her. I they, so to kind of give folks a little bit of a breakdown. Corn's going to walk us through the drama. There's some drums. There's some, some drums going on. So it's it's uh, it's election season. It's it's uh, campaign season. There's the ads. There's the endorsements. There's all the things. And the stranger is a big part of that. Um, so in Seattle, if you're if you're not in the mix or if you're not in Washington, the stranger is a alt weekly. Oh, it's a alt weekly. Uh, yeah, air quotes. Air, well, no, the air quotes was going to be for progressive. Uh, progressive, yeah. progressiver, progressive-ish, Ish. yeah, more progressive. more progressive, more progressive than the Seattle Times, comparatively speaking, yes. progressive style, yeah, yes. yes, more progressive than the penny saver that you get on the counter of your local, you know, which uh, is just coupons, and they but, say uh, really, they've got yeah. ads, it's but they've got ads for progressive, and also that's Ooh, true, and, and also and really bad horoscopes, <laughs> mm. Mm. no, but I mean they say like spicy stuff about like balls and like. Oh, smoking wow. weed and stuff like yeah, that. They really so they're, they're, not super, like, they're not like other newspapers. Yeah. They're cool newspapers. They're cool moms. They're cool moms. Yeah, very cool, cool moms. moms. They sound like Troy. <laughs> oh, 
I am mom. wearing I am wearing mom jeans right now. But yeah. mad respect, mad respect yeah. to stranger. No, they, because they, oh wait, not to me though. <laughs> mad, mad respect to Trot. Um, no, but really, they they help give progressives boosts in Seattle local elections and politics and it really does help with just spreading the word on uh you know the candidates that meet that mark in terms of being progressive enough that's true they do with a backhanded you know compliment yeah right and so you know sometimes as you can tell from a little bit of our shadiness like we don't agree with everything they do but overall like they're doing positive work i would say but sometimes they make us go what the shit and so that's Troy's crying, laughing. I'm not sure. No, I I was going to (laughs) sneeze. Oh, okay, okay. Um, No, but what they did recently is so their endorsement issue just came out a couple days ago, Um, and so on the front cover it says the stranger endorsements. You better vote! Exclamation point. And then on the bottom third of the front page, it's an ad for Egan O'Ryan. who is not the candidate that they endorsed in his race. Who is not the candidate that they endorsed. He is running against Shama Sawant in the 3rd <laughs> District. Um, and so, yeah, they they endorsed Shama. Their endorsement of her was super strong. And they talked a bunch of shit about Egan, basically saying that he licks Bezos' balls. Um we have the so, Amazon orbs that yeah. are up here. Yeah, yeah no, yes. we we're talking about the building. Yeah. The buildings. Yeah. Uh, they, the they two big them. round yeah. uh, pendulous. Uh, do they have to hang to be pendulous? Yes. Ah, so they are just flaccid? Well, I don't get it. I don't either. What's the Can what's balls, opposite of pendulous? Balls can't be flaccid. That's what you think. Tell uh, you, you haven't met Jeff Bezos' ball. What's, what's an anatomy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm anatomy. Oh, hey. Oh. Boom. Oh. This is some sexy Ed. So... But people are <laughs> oh people are God. pissed. They're pissed about the front page because it makes it look like Egan O'Ryan is front page endorsement of the stranger when he's not. Have they ever put a political ad on the front page like that ever before? No. And the other problem, the other piece of the drama is in, in Washington, we have very strict laws about advertising and very strict laws about how these ads have to be Public put disclosure. together. Public disclosure laws are very big here. And it meant none of the public disclosure laws. And here's where it gets super spicy. Dun, dun, dun. Spicy spice. Yes. Um, So there's the stranger editorial board, and then there's the advertising side. And those two sides of the business or paper or whatever, they're separate. Um, And so the person who filed a complaint with the PDC against this ad was uh, Chase Burns, and he is a digital editor with a stranger. Um, so, so they're pissed. And so what he said in his complaint was the cover advertisement does not list the sponsor ID on the first page of the ad. Um, the cover ad advertisement is misleading. Okay. The, the cover advertisement does not list the sponsor ID on the first page of the ad. And, uh, the cover advertisement is misleading, um, pointing to the layout of the advertisement, which places Egon Orion for city council D3 right beneath, right beneath you better vote. Yep. Um, so, so they're basically the editorial board of the stranger is saying the same thing we're saying is that that looks shady as fuck. It yeah, does. It you does. look yeah. at it and it looks like they're saying Egan Ryan. And when I saw that, I was like, gay mafia, you stop. <laughs> you stop it. There's a gay mafia? No, yes. there isn't. It was just a badly placed ad. And yeah. we have oh, a whole agenda. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the is, A gays. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting them all mixed up. I'm new to this. Um, but so they, this is like, this is a big deal in the stranger. And this makes me mad because like, you guys, 
Come on. You are like one of the last bastions of progressive enough media left in Seattle. Like, and there the are players in the discussion. The reputation of of The Stranger has been so good for so long. But uh, why would you tarnish yourself over Egan O'Brien? He's and, not it, man. And it's what's really disappointing is, you know, what's happening is the these journalists and the editorial board and and the endorsement committee they work hard at what they do like they are providing a a service to our community by by sussing out these candidates and figuring out who is progressive enough and who is going to best represent progressive voters in Seattle um and this it it totally tarnishes their credibility and it it really takes away from all the work that they did all of the interviews that they did the research that they do on these candidates and for that to really just be thrown away for that cash is really disappointing and the the stranger has basically said well we have to take ads from from candidates that we don't endorse because we're a free paper and so how else do we get by I understand that you need the ad money, but you didn't have to do this. You, I get it. You need the ad money. But did your third of the front page on your endorsements issue need the money? Exactly. You couldn't have put it on the inside page. You couldn't have put it literally anywhere else in your magazine. Or you couldn't have laid out the front page in a different way. Or how about this? Why don't you take a little uh, page from your own page and put, this is an ad. Yes, that would right. be hilarious so, and strangery. And and what's really weird about it is so they have the front page and then it has the ad and then when you flip it open it has the exact same version of the front page but without the ad and I'm just like why didn't you reverse that? Yeah, that would have made it okay. What? That actually would have made it better. Better. better Maybe not right. okay. Yeah, it because would, it still would have been uh, They still like, violated, right? But, but what I really, really don't like is that they basically sold the opportunity to appear as if you have received an endorsement. Because now, no one, you don't have to pick up the, the copy and actually open it. Anyone who walks by and sees that cover is going to think that he was endorsed. And that is purchasing influence. And it's not even about the candidate. It's about the fact that you have an endorsed candidate and a non-endorsed candidate that you openly said you won't endorse. And you went and ran this ad. like On this, the front page. On the front page. It's not. This is not like a second page or third page. This is the front page. And non-compliant. And if they want to make it right, pull the papers. Pull them. I agree. Pull 100%. Them. You know, it's so funny. I was going to say that and you always steal my stuff before I get to say it. But that's okay because <laughs> it's important and it's always smart. Um, even if you think of it faster and say it faster. But how about this as well? Do not make excuses. It out of like it violated law. It was not um, you. Any idiot walking by and taking a look could see that and go, that is who's who is who is watching this shit before it goes out the door of the stranger. Who is editing this magazine? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um. I reached out to the stranger because I'm a journalist. You are. We're a journalistic outlet, <laughs> yes. and we ask the hard questions. Did you ever get scoop. a response from Amazon about a uh, little guy pulling? No, I just got a block, which Aww. is a response in and of itself. And hey, I, I got right. one too. Did you get one? I did. And I when I see one. him at public events, he runs away. So just wait, flag yeah. him down. Yeah. It's so weird, and he's so small because he doesn't. So he doesn't <laughs> run fast. Yes. 
He's just a tiny man. He's a little guy. All right. <laughs> little guy. So let's get Email back to him. our Stranger Things. So, so. Adam just is mad. He's like, he's our Stranger Things. I left him hanging. He's been holding on to that one. No, but <laughs> I, I contacted the advertising uh, wing of the Stranger, and the guy who picked up was like, yeah, I can't give you a comment on that. Like, <gasps> He 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 knew what I was talking about. He knew that it was a thing, and he's like, "I'll forward you to our editor person, whatever." I left her a message, haven't heard back. But one of the things I really would like to know is there's back and forth on Twitter right now of did Egan know he was buying that front page space, or was he just buying ad space? My general question: Does Egan know when he? shares information that's not factual is it because he's new and ill-prepared or is he doing it on purpose now i don't know the man should we invite him to come and sit with us upon the uh, i'm good anyway so uh, <laughs> i'd be intrigued we already hung out with ari that's I mean. true we did hang out with ari and um, shama but this is so I mean this is something that is near and dear to our hearts but it's important because it's about election <laughs> fairness. And so um I did not plan for this to all be happening at the same time and but you know big news it just it breaks you know you can't help when it's happening. Um and so as this is going are you okay? <coughs> RIP. I laughed at you two and then I inhaled some yeah. beer. It happens. <coughs> Okay. And so, yeah, as this craziness is happening in Seattle with The Stranger, um, we're also having some shadiness um, with the Everett Herald with election season going on. Harry. Um, yes. Good old Harry or bad old Harry. I don't know. But uh, so. Good old Harry, Harry. Yeah, right. Mm. So one of the one of the biggest races in Snohomish County this election cycle is for the Snohomish County Council. Um, so we have Megan Dunn, who is a Democrat running against. Um, OK, Adam, I, I practiced her name with you. All right. Are you ready? Anna Rarbaugh. Rarbaugh. <laughs> Anna Rarbaugh. And yeah. a rubber. And a rubber. Anyways, she's a Republican that's running, so boo. <laughs> Not important. Um, yeah. Can I, can I she has a name. name. I, yeah. We are so good at names. We're really good. Um, what did we call oh, yeah. it? Roarbaugh. Roarbaugh. And then see what I wrote next to it? She wrote Oyster Bar. No, Roarbaugh. Ra Oyster Bar. Trademark. 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 <laughs> oh, okay, so, but in Snohomish County, like, we don't have the super cool, like, progressive stranger. Like, all we have is the Ever Herald. And so, like, a lot of people rely on local news for that. Um, and like most papers, they sell ads. And because it's election season, they're selling political ads. But the shadiness that's happening is that they are selling paid articles, basically. <sighs> They are written by political candidates' campaigns, and they look as if they are articles on behalf of the Everett Herald. It is not an unusual occurrence in the place of, for instance, in video games, um, because it's all about ethics and journalism. Uh, people who know about Gamergate will know what I'm talking about. Um, advertorial is not unusual. It always is presented differently than the media that you would normally see. It's it's got a frame around it. It's big. It says this is an ad. That's where this gets problematic. This is super problematic because it makes it look. First of all, you can just write whatever you want and just put it on in there. And it looks like it's coming from the Everett Herald. And this is 
a common occurrence. And I get it. Local newspapers, especially print, they're real hurting for, for funding and for money. But you are going to compromise elections and yourself and you're going to run into potential pitfalls where you could be sued and violation of all these different terms and public disclosure laws. Like, what are you doing? Stop Corn, it. Corn showed me because I was like, wait, what does it look like? Because you've always seen you've seen like they took an ad out for whatever. When you showed me what it was, it, the byline looks like the thing you glaze over, like you gloss over, and it looks like 100% it looks like an article. I am genuinely shocked and uh, surprised. Yeah, so surprised. And so the 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 title <laughs> sorry. Uh the it's French? Yeah. <laughs> For surprise. Yeah. No, I've been surprised before. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> you want therapy. Yeah. It's not like being Febreze. No. It's the opposite. So the the article is titled County Council Must Make High Crime Rate a Priority. District two candidate, women don't feel safe in neighborhoods around his shop. Uh so that's what? first off a lot of so words. They're like, acu- they're like accusing this other dude of like being lecherous or lewd. So what? No. So basically, <laughs> Why am I laughing? I'm sorry. the way they're trying to frame it is that like Everett's super spooky and it's hurting business and it makes it so women don't want to shop. And apparently the Republican candidate is the one who's going to make sure that women can shop again where is is like there's a big deal women shopping in everett well listen republicans have been staunch supporters of women throughout history they are there for women and so they are going to fight hard to protect their right to shop yeah they like to food to bring it home cook it in the kitchen musa make women shop again yes yeah what color would that be but purple. So so what's happening basically Green. is Green. these candidates uh they're able to pay $500 and they can basically write an ad saying whatever they would like. And so this Republican candidate has been doing that $500 ad um every week and um some Who's the candidate this is Raw Oyster Bar? Yeah, Ra- okay. Raw Bar. Um, and so someone from the Everett Herald uh regional sales account manager named Larry Lark um reached out to Megan and Megan forwarded me the email. Um, they reached out and said, good morning. I would like the opportunity to meet with someone on your campaign to discuss digital print and video opportunities for the general election. I've seen your opponent has been active in messaging our readers and feel it's important for you to respond. Can you believe So she played ball just to be like, I want to see what they offer. And they basically told her that, yeah, for $500 a week, Megan could print a response. For $500 a week, that's extortion. Okay, so let, yeah, <laughs> right? let me let me get this straight. So they let this other woman publish this garbage trash article. That's just it's not an article. It's basically it's a letter ad. to the editor. It's but it's presented as an article. Cool. And then they turned around and used the fact that they keep paying money to have this printed to extort her into forcing her to pay money to write a counter ad. Ooh, this is getting after me hot. letting this run for weeks. On the flip side, I actually think that five hundred dollars is a pretty good deal. That's fuck you. It's, <laughs> listen, it's only fifty packs of cigarettes a week. So if you cut back on all your cigarettes, then well, it's okay. good. In Snohomish County, it's probably yeah, that's about right. Like cigarettes and yeah. probably some yeah. methamphetamine. <laughs> that's us. Um, <laughs> it's only like twenty tanks of but gas. But here's the thing. People shouldn't be having campaigns and candidates should not be having to pay $500 for what should be 
volunteers or business owners or whoever writing letters to the editor. That is supposed to be a part of the process and a part of, you know, our local papers and yeah. what we can rely on. And we should be able to rely on our local papers to give us. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, Fox News fair and balanced, but, but like $500 a week meet suggests that you do not get. It suggests that you don't get coverage unless you pay us and they should be giving coverage to both candidates. And then if people want to write letters to the editor, that should be totally separate. But they're mixing ad and editorial. Absolutely. So Larry from Harry, what, what, what's his full name? Uh, uh, Larry Lark. Yeah, Larry Lark. Larry Lark. Boo. Boo, Larry. And boo, boo Harold. To you. And Harry. This, is, this actually ties right into our the next part of our Big News Breakdown, where we talk a little bit more about things like freedom of speech and freedom of the press, because we are going to dive into the issue with Blizzard and what's going on in Hong Kong, and I am going to step back from the mic. I'm going to give it up to Jay, because if I have to suffer through one more car ride of this man venting about Blizzard with nowhere to vent to, <laughs> I'm just going to jump out of the window. I'm just going to say bye. And for bye. only and for only. $500 a week, you too can vent about Activision and Blizzard <laughs> on our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. So Troy's going to kick us off. He's going to walk everyone through and then uh, we're going to get started and talk about this because this, this is crazy. So Troy, explain what's happening to the people. So Blizzard, one of the largest publishers of video games, they have a game that is called, what's it called, Jay? That would be called Hearthstone. And Hearthstone is a collectible cards game, digital, all digital. Oh, yeah. And it's really funny because I played it for a while. Me too. But it was so expensive to be part of it that I just had to stop. I was spending like... It wasn't fun. I didn't find myself... Yeah. They make shit tons of money on it. They do. Right, right. It's a a really great casual game. And there are people who are definitely into it. Um, There's an eSport... And so, Jay, from your perspective, you are so for folks who don't know, that's I, me. I work in <laughs> that would be you exactly because porn <laughs> is not she's a nerd about other stuff. But I'm excited to learn about this. Exactly. And so ask questions if you got them yeah. um, because we could get into nerd speak. But um, there is a uh, a blossoming. Actually, it's been around for a while. Esports. It is the competitive play, which I would say actually largely started because of Blizzard and StarCraft, I think, kicked it off. Am I wrong? I think StarCraft was definitely a big part of it. So uh, I am what's known as a certified cyber athlete. Oh, shoot. I'm right. Because I'm, I've am i made games for over a decade, but you know way more about video games right. than I could ever hope to. Because I just work on one, you play them all. And because I was homeschooled. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I ate a lot of lead paint chips that were in the public school system. So. I know. They're delicious lead paint chips. And they were crunchy. Mm. So it starts off pretty early on, right? So... Counter-Strike was really, I think, the first game that kicked it off here in the States, StarCraft being the one that kicked it off over in uh, Korea. Right, they had, like, still dedicated Right, they shows. had huge arenas, they had everything. So Blizzard is wanting to repeat this success. Now, they've had some really great success with this collectible card game, Hearthstone. Uh, and people go on Twitch, they stream this, they talk about it, you can play it on your phone, you can play it while you're on the pooper, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want with this. And so people are investing lots of money in it. So... There was a player from Hong Kong who happens to be one of the best players in the world. It's celebrated and also part of a team. Like This is what they do for a living. The name is Blitzchung. That's Ooh. the name of the player, right? Blitzchung. Uh, he won the Grand Masters Tournament. And that's something. 
right? That is the highest level of play. So these are people who refine their decks over hundreds of thousands of games. Typically, what's a corollary? The they're winning the 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 pun mastery. It's, <laughs> it's it's sort of it's sort of like winning the grand pun prize if you were um if that meant something. Yeah, and so Blitz Chung wins the Grandmasters tournament, which is the highest level of play for Hearthstone, right? Yes. Uh, in his victory speech, the Hong Kong players expresses support for Hong Kong, naturally, because he supports the protesters over there. Um, Blizzard pulls a a fast one on him. So as part of their contract to play in this tournament, they reserve the right at their sole discretion to determine that if a player were to engage in conduct that might offend a group of persons, so you might think like mm, Nazi stuff, that Blizzard could revoke their prize money and their ability to participate in the tournament. So what Blizzard does is they use this obscure rule to invoke it against Blitzchung. They ban him from Hearthstone competitive play for 12 months and then revoke his prize winnings of $10,000 US uh, and he's done. Absolutely. So what wow. he said, Damn. so there's also a uh, sort of this uh, group of people around these games that are shoutcasters. They are giving you the play by play there. It's it's really a lot like color commentating for for sports. Oh, yeah. It'd be the same thing as if we were to interview the person who got the game winning touchdown right after a college football game. Something right, right. And then there's replays and exciting and all that stuff. So they're kind of interpreting what's happening and getting into the sort of the meta of what, of how to play the meta being deeper under the surface, not just sort of like throwing cards around the, the magic behind it. What he said was the two, the two shoutcasters ducked under the desk that, and then he said, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our time. Which is the slogan for the protesters. That is all he said. This is important because actually those two shoutcasters got fired as well. And that's true. They got fired and they didn't. They they ducked. They ducked out of the combo and they were still fired. Right. So this is coming on the heels of China having just recently suspended the NBA from being broadcast for their preseason games because the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, made a comment on Twitter, which he then deleted in support of the Hong Kong protests. And this is what China does, right? Whenever the, something is going on that doesn't fit with the pro-government uh, rhetoric, yep. they ban it completely. Yep. And so they use their political clout and their power. Right. And so we see this all the time. Now, the thing that gets really interesting here is uh, the Internet's reaction, because I, I fucking love the Internet, right? Oh, when, my gosh, yeah. When the Internet responds to a thing, then... They do a really nice job of just grabbing somebody by the balls and forcing their hand, right? So here's what's happening. So Blizzard has another game. I don't, yeah, what are they doing that when you grab them by the balls and force their hand? That's a very vivid metaphor, right? Yes, there. the yes. Bezos balls. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's what they did, right? So Blizzard has another game, Overwatch, and this is really important. So oh, Blizzard has spent millions of dollars to make Overwatch uh, an esports phenomenon, and they did a really nice job. They built a arena out in LA they built one in Las Vegas they're yeah, building yeah. one they're building arenas across the world with international teams in fact they have i believe four of them in China now it might be three i can't remember off the top of my head but uh now the thing that makes this really interesting is blizzard likes to give backstories to their characters in overwatch and it's based in kind of almost real world times and so one of the characters happens to be chinese so what the response 
May, right, May. And she she uses ice. She does all these kind of freezing things. She's all about crowd control. Like, it's a really interesting phenomenon now. Now, here's where they did. They started incorporating her into pro-Hong Kong propaganda. And so they're drawing photos of May supporting the Hong Kong protest. I'm looking at some of the art. It is incredible what That's they've amazing. done. The overlays, they, they've, they're doing this sort of UI, sort of uh, computer-looking UI stuff, and they've got, like, the hand is open, but it's really the middle finger. It's something, but turning it, this is brilliant. Right, and so now China is forced to make a move, right? So Blizzard is pouring money into their teams that they have over in China. And they're planning this season to have international trips. They're planning to pack arenas. That's what they plan to do with this thing. Uh, to either respond by making Blizzard ban May as a character in the game, thus forcing more internet outrage, or to do nothing. And so this is why it's beautiful. This is why I love the internet. It's why I love, in some areas, nonviolent protest. Though I think violent protest is necessary sometimes. Uh, nonviolent protest like this forces them to act what does blizzard do now so what blizzard should have done i i also i almost feel like i should, should send an invoice because there was a way to handle this that wouldn't have turned into this now you have got people on the left and the right and the middle all attacking china and blizzard like it is a horrible position for them to be in they shouldn't have used such a weak rule to enforce and remove because that that guy is world famous the other thing about this is you've got marco rubio coming in uh, popping on twitter saying recognize what's happening here people who don't live in china must either self-censor or face dismissal or suspensions marco rubio can suck it but he's right like that's true like we basically we are censoring the world, and we've already done that, Google and all that, based on this incident that could have been handled entirely differently. No, and you were just saying how, like, literally everyone is coming for them. Adam told me it's, like, the most talked about topic on Reddit, like, ever. Yeah, the uh, uh, most uploaded the article. Yeah, the article has 198,000 upvotes, which is 10,000 more upvotes than the article, than, uh, the number two, our news article about Stephen Hawking passing away. Yeah. And so this is the thing that's really crazy, right? So Germany last year actually started allowing Nazi imagery to be back in video games. So even Germany with the historical, the idea being they're not glorified, they're, they're villainized. They're yeah. villainized. Yeah. Uh, vilified, I guess. So the, but now China is engaging in this same kind of rhetoric where they're trying to do, it, and the backlash is beautiful. Like well, this so, is this is so good. You remember when Mr. Pandaria came out? Uh, China was pissed because pandas can't be beaten up. You can't do that, not even in a digital space. So what did they what they do to the pandas? So Mr. Pandaria was a release where there was a race that was added that was Kung Fu Panda. Uh, they oh. were capitalizing on, you know, I don't uh-huh. even think that's Disney. Is that Disney? No, it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, Shrek but, uh, for life. They added, they added the panda <laughs> race and you, you know, fought as a panda and fought other pandas uh, as part of a larger persistent world experience. Um, and China was like, nope. And that was costly and really problematic. So this is getting even better now, right? So. Blizzard employees, uh, so after Blizzard decided to lay off a whole lot of them, you might imagine that morale over at Activision Blizzard hasn't been incredible, right? They laid off 800 people. 
they've now started, uh, I believe it was yesterday, they had a walkout in support of Blitz, of Blitzchung. Other Hearthstone competitors are now voicing vocal support for Hong Kong protests. And Blizzard's response, and you'll appreciate this as having been a community manager, Troy, was to double down on their uh, answer and say that they will punish the any person who speaks out and uses their position as a political platform. Oh, shit. And wow. so, but, but make no mistake, I, I'm, I am doubling down on my theory. <laughs> We're watching statecraft in action. These, we, when you look at organizations that have influence over millions upon millions of people, the scale is unprecedented. It is ab- like, TV never reached the way that like you can topple governments by deciding what news people see on Facebook. Um, this is a multi-prong situation where you know the um, diplomatic corps is up to their eyeballs in this. This is real stuff. That Blizzard is choosing to go this route is – it is – there, I've never, when you look at things that happen on the internet and, uh, conflict, there's usually an arc. It's like, um, boo, I hate this. You're dumb. Um, die in a fire. I'm reading across the internet. There's nobody coming out and saying, good job. <laughs> nobody. Oh, yeah. Even the trolls. Wait. So, Troy, would you call this a uh, world of statecraft? Hey, that's Speci- my new game. Specifically, world of statecraft battle for Overwatch. Oh my goodness! No, I would never call it that. But so uh, I'm really excited to see how this pans out for Blizzard uh, because I'm seeing left and right people posting on Reddit them canceling their subscriptions to backing Ooh, off from yeah, it everywhere. Uh, and so the public response has been to boycott Blizzard, which has been really, really amazing. And I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Do you think it would be um, also time to kind of throw in like we are censoring information, truth, facts in many countries? China, well, you know, North Korea has no access to, they have like maybe like a little pages or something, but they get no facts at all. But we're literally taking information that is true out of Google so that people in China can't see it. Yeah. And, um, I've managed to get, uh, some information on from a friend of mine on the ground in Hong Kong. Because Adam is also a journalist. A journalist yeah. or just a friend? Of- no, journalism. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm fine. a journalism. Yeah. Yes, I am a journalism. Um, One journalism. So please. I so I reached out to my friend Mila uh, out in out in Hong Kong, and I've just been asking her for updates every now and then. Just Kunis, of course. Yeah. Um, just trying to figure out what what is actually going on versus what's being reported. Um. Among the things that she has told me via the power of WhatsApp, which, by the way, thank goodness, is secured end to end. So Chinese government can actually access it. That's actually not true. Uh, Facebook logs everything from WhatsApp. So they actually can't. Yeah, make no mistake. Facebook is also working with the Chinese government to allow them. Sorry, Mila. But it's but it's the great firewall China gets. Yeah, every time. But they can't catch it in the middle. They can't catch it in the middle. They could get it from Facebook, but they couldn't like they couldn't get an get it as an intermediary. I doubt that. But the only reason I question it is my experience in China. Literally using a laptop, take it to China, and it chugs and it stops because they are taking every bit of data and they are processing it. And they have 
thousands of people more uh, going through your data to make sure you're not going to incite. Any- Just a little side story back. We used to mess with uh, people on a website <laughs> called eRepublic and oh, it was no. a nationalist <laughs> thing. And so you could take over countries on it. So what we did was we named our political party the Falun Gong, which is a banned political group. And so all the actual Chinese residents uh, couldn't log into the game anymore. Because so actually wow. it immediately logs them out, right? Wasn't that the case? Yeah, they it, would get suspended for about an hour. Yeah, because, wow, that's because the Great Firewall of China would process those words and then cut off their internet. Mm. Okay, let's hear what Mila has to say. All right, so among the things that Mila has told me, uh, she said that the protesters aren't that bad. They act on a more reactionary basis. For instance, when cops try to arrest them for having a mask on, or when undercover cops incite false flags or act as agent provocateurs. So now their sentiment among protesters is more pissed than anything. Um, compared to the protests that are currently going on in Iraq, Hong Kong has it good, but uh, which is especially it's especially in a place where order and efficiency are values ingrained into the culture in Hong Kong. Uh, this is a shock to their system. The other shock to their system is how big corporations are being dragged into the fight like the NBA or Apple or uh, Yoshinoya, Maxim, Blizzard, Activision, just for siding with or against a big economic driving force. I think Maxim's is what she said. Um, She says it kind of makes people uneasy because it makes makes people question where their principles rank. Ah, I see. So Maxim's is a, um, it's it's kind of a a food service, uh, like a catering thing, right? Okay, sure. Uh, she also talked about the fact that the socioeconomic gap between the rich and the poor is reason alone why so much of the youth feel hopeless about a future in Hong Kong and why they're willing to burn. Quote, like, fuck the rich people in this country are ridic really was a playground for them. I feel. Have you seen some of the things that those ingenious kids have done like when the uh, flashbangs or uh, was it actually they they froze it in what was this what's the stuff that you i know what you're talking about i saw that video they took the canister of tear gas froze it and basically Mm -hmm. kept it from they made it ineffective whoa yeah they're doing some really crazy stuff like they're they're organizing on peer-to-peer uh sharing like they'll make an image and they airdrop it to each other using iphones like they do all kinds of just really wild stuff it's really incredible the thing that stuck out to me about uh all the things that mila told me is that uh, Hong Kong is one of the safest cities, not just in Asia, but in the entire world. So all of the all of the protests, all of the pushback from the police, it's unprecedented. It's really a shock to the system out there, which is why they're so ready to fight it. Right. So um, here's the deal. We're going to be following this. And we've been as gamers, as f- fans of Blizzard products, but also as people who know who can read the writing on the wall. This is this change, this blue wave, this um, uh, fight for the working class, which includes people who make games. It's coming for you. You cannot get away from it. And if you choose to equivocate, you're going to find it problematic. So I think up next we get a chance to listen to a great discussion with Courtney Love, not about video games, which is unfortunate, but about the Tacoma City Council race. And I was on that, so I'm really excited for it. She's amazing. I like her. I really do. She rocks. So 
<laughs> I guess we'll leave this better left to Courtney. Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> that was one to one on that one. It was. Jay, that was awesome. That was yeah. Cool. I can That's hear them. Uh, welcome to the Better Left Podcast. So I am here. This is Corn with Corn. Uh, Trotty. Hi. With Jay Smith. Hi. And with our special guest, Courtney Love. See Love. What, what? Hey. Oh my God. V. Courtney Love. Yes. V. 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 I have to say, none of our names sound real. Corn <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. sounds the realist. You yeah. know, it's funny because I actually get that a lot because as you might know, I am not actually completely white. I'm mixed race my dad is white my mom's hispanic and so when people hear that they're like okay there's no way that's your real name that can't be right and <laughs> you're like yeah it's lj smitho yeah and then i say you're right my real name is jorge that's a, <laughs> that's a problem uh, the j is silent yeah Yay. there we go yeah. yeah so so we are having courtney on today um because not only is she just a podcast pal of ours a good friend yes. for a long time yeah but she's running yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Many months. <laughs> many months. But, well, over a year. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Well over. Happy year. anniversary. Thank you. Happy yeah. friend anniversary. Yay. Yeah. Wow. You were really um, instrumental in Corn getting her nickname. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we share yeah, with the you class? You want to know what happened? So um, yeah. you were engaged with the campaign. You'd come by and we'd talk, and you were really active. You did a bunch of canvassing for us. Um, you were a, a soldier, also a great font of wisdom and moments of like, you know, I've shared that with you in the past, but um, I kept wanting to call corn Courtney. And so I'd go core and I'd be like, that's not right. (laughs) Because my birth name is Cassidy. Yes. Yeah. Your government name. Yeah. Yeah. The government name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're free now. Mm -hmm. Corn, you're free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, but so I just so then I just used all the C words. Not all of them. (laughs) Not every single C word. Good. But many, many. And then landed on corn. And I just so I don't know why. I just so happened to have a lot of corn things. And Mm -hmm. so I just kept bringing her corn gifts. And then everyone else started calling her corn. Nice. And now she's corn. They started calling me corn because they would come into the office and they would ask where to go. And you'd say, oh, go to the office over here and you'll talk to a girl named Corn." And yes. so they would come into the room very confused and scared looking for someone named Corn. Yeah, but we got you a corn outfit. Yes, and- you did. And you wore it yeah. like a queen corn. Yeah, I wore it with my, with my crown. I was yeah. the queen corn of the campaign. And- oh, I did. Nice. I did convince a few people that your name was C. Acity. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Butt alert. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll take corn. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. were a big part of that. <laughs> Fantastic. See the magic Thank you, you make? <laughs> uh, my reach is far. It is. It, it is. is. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, you're uh, one of our faves and uh, we love hanging out with you as pals, but we also, you know, love your politics and you are doing something. A little bit. What yeah. Are, yeah. What are you doing? I'm running for Tacoma City Council position seven, which is at large. The whole city gets to vote for me. Ayo. That's kind yeah. of awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it better to be able to rein mm-hmm. that, like to, to do that? Or is it? It's a bigger challenge. A lot of people uh, say you should start with the district or maybe like not city council. And I we're running out of time. We don't have time. So yeah, but dur- you're ready. Yeah. And during the... Um, 
a couple of interviews I was in for endorsements. They're like, why not run for district one or district three? And I'm like, cause I don't live there. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a sense? Well, before we get into that, there was a nail biter of a situation. One of my favorite situations of the election, uh, uh primaries kind of season. Tell us all about it. So I, on election night, I was not in the lead for second place in our top two primary. And people were giving me condolences. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not ready to accept them yet, but thanks. And so as certification neared, I just kept getting closer and closer. And eventually, um, I was uh, plus 12 votes. I think it's really funny because we ran into that exact same thing on Sarah's campaign. And if there's one thing I can just say is like, if you are on the left, Please, for the love of God, vote early. It is such a nail biter, and yeah, it drives that. me nuts. Uh, you know, actually, I'm I'm a late voter. Like I turn same. it on election day. Yeah, I do the same. It's so bad. <laughs> well, because we're engaged and busy, probably on those days. I, you know, I, I remember going to polls. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And the funny thing is, I am also a late voter, so I am clearly a hypocrite. <laughs> yes, no, we hate it and we complain about it all the time, but I'm a late voter too, like literally the minute. <laughs> oh, I, and I kind of like the excitement, the yeah. anticipation. Yeah. And, and so uh, it triggered a recount because if you have uh, a, fewer than 150 votes and 1% of the of a total vote difference yeah it triggers a recount and Hand if recount, it's, right? yeah yeah well and then it's like if if it's less than half a percentage difference it's a hand recount yeah. so wow. i i triggered a hand recount that's amazing because we were we, we learned a bit about how uh king county elections ran and we love what they're doing there um it's a little different in pierce county right uh you know these were state laws and so, oh, I just mean like the they uh, have a little bit of a different process. They don't do the exact same kind of oh, like probably because yeah. I just county, know you can't get flipping maps from them. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Tacoma probably does. Uh, Tacoma has a great elections crew uh, and cool. Uh, in the recount, like they're historically, it's rare to get a recount, but Tacoma Pierce has been very solid on their recounts. Like it's always maybe a one to two vote difference. Really? In a rec- yeah, Tacoma's freaking awesome people. Well, and leave. I mean, like honestly, that is such a important thing to bring up that razor thin margin get out there and vote yeah. right? yes mm-hmm. uh and so uh in the recount <laughs> i gained a vote because yeah. it, my, the third place opponent uh one of the ballots he got counted in his favor in the recount they found that it had that vote had been crossed out and no other vote placed so he lost one creating a 13 vote spread between us right wow. and it was interesting because another candidate in another race uh she and i had been talking a <clears throat> uh, little as the updates were coming out she's sure. like oh my gosh look at you and i'm like i oh, know look at me and so i was negative 13 votes at the end of one day uh in the previous week and so she i she goes Oh, so close. And I was like, give me another week. I'll be 13 up. <laughs> and then to have it actually be 13 up, it That's felt like incredible. I wield this power it. responsibly. You did, you right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, a vote at a time. Uh, yeah. What are you, are, uh, how stressed were you at that? Like 13 votes is just stomach wrenching. Uh, it was, I was oddly, uh, there's been a lot of trauma in my life. So I find that worry doesn't do any benefit. Fair. And so I just kind of was kind of oddly upbeat the whole time. And uh, I was thinking, if I don't make it through, it really opens up my time. <laughs> I think we were stressing out about it more than we she was. Were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we definitely were. 
It's funny you say that because like Sarah and I had the same experience. It's kind of like, well, if we're out now, at least we can go back to the movies every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. I can go back to campaigning for other people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so in addition to running, you also have just a, a, a phenomenal um, resume of, of activism and activism or uh, um yeah yeah Sorry. no and i mean one of the reasons i wanted to have you on is again not only because your race has been so exciting but because we love what you're doing and the work that you're doing um so i would just love to learn more about you yeah. about courtney um so so one of the things we like to ask folks who are running for office um a basic question is just what got you into politics i've always been interested in politics and when I turned 18, I remember standing in the living room of my mother with her oldest best friend who also married my dad's brother. So she became my legal aunt. Sure. Oh. And so I'm 18 and I'm we're going to go see movie and it's the 90s. So we we're going to go see Legends of the Fall. Nice. Ooh. And I know it was delightful. Got your slap bracelet on. <laughs> you're ready to drink your Crystal Pepsi. Is that the right era? Uh, close, yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I just start crying, and my mom and my aunt are like, "Why are you crying? What's?" And I said, "I'm just so glad that I can finally vote." Oh. So that's the level of my nerd. I <laughs> love it. Like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely are a political nerd. Um, do we want to? Um, how are we going to uh, do we want to talk at all about our revolution? Yeah, that? Okay. no, I think that would be cool is. Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like you've been politically engaged for a long time, but I know that you really stepped up your engagement um, when Bernie Sanders ran. And so yeah. do you want to talk about how he inspired you and nice. kind of how that's uh, continued? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of faded out of politics after a couple poli sci classes because I was like, politics is too dirty to dedicate my life to. Yeah. And so then fast forward more than you know like a decade and a half almost two decades and bernie sanders comes roaring out of vermont and one i see all these people where i'm like oh, i'm not alone on the left and two he's talking about cleaning the sty like let's wash politics off let's get the dirt off and i was like yes and so i was like we can do this without being filthy right and polluted right and i think it's really cool you know i know you i know sarah there's aoc there's so many women who have been inspired by bernie to run for office um and comparing that to you know i don't know if you've seen on social media recently there's people saying how if you don't support this candidate but you support bernie then you're a sexist and right. we see all over the place whether it be local national that bernie's really inspiring people but specifically women all over the country yes. to get involved and run and it's so exciting it's so I uh, first started working with what became our Revolution Washington Bernie Kratz Coalition because we, we were a group before we became an OR affiliate. And then I sub subsequently got involved with OR Pierce County, and now I'm the chair of that, and I'm the vice chair of the previously mentioned group. And uh, when we're on leadership calls through OR, it is primarily female. It really yes, it is. is. It's magic. So you and Rhonda... Walker. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Rhonda Walker, who also is running for office. She's yes. running for school board. I remember we were in a call. It was the three of us. And I said, when are you two going to run for office? And you both kind of went, you know, when the time is right. And I was like, <laughs> and then you came out with the announcement. I was like, they knew. Yeah, I didn't. It was really not well planned. <laughs> oh, so, so I um, inspired you. 
Yes. I'm going to take it. And Bernie as well. A little bit of Bernie, but a lot of Bernie. Yeah. But here's the deal. You you said it wasn't well planned. I beg to differ, madam. You've been working on this agenda and getting up as leadership and getting issues up in front of people. Like you've been taking it to leaders for a long time. Yes. I. It's this weird situation, though, because um, starting with a state level group and trying to network through Washington and then um, by chance also networking with national um, like people across the nation who are local leaders. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also actively and with purpose narrowing my field to some focus to my county. Um, I was, I'm, I was kind of like zooming in on my local space and I feel like I was still in the process of zooming in when I was just like, screw it, I'm in. And so I do feel like I have catch up to play. Um, So you're like enhance, enhance, I'm running. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I gotcha. And so, uh, uh, two more years of local organizing might have been more optimal, but we're like running out of time. Yeah. And right. my opponent was going primary uh, unchallenged. I mean, we did end up having a third person in the race, but he was coming from the right. And then there was a fourth person in uh, at the end of filing week, but he dropped out that following Monday. Um, our kind of shared community um, was like, uh, I so value that fourth person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they continue to, you know, do right. more. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we, w- we went with me mm-hmm. and, um, so, so when you, so I, it's interesting to hear you hesitate. Um, and it's one of the things that I love about having dialogue with real humans running for office. You're being deferential and, caring and concerned and thoughtful thoughtful mm-hmm. and that's not business as usual yeah right right yes yeah well yeah. i come from a place of compassion you do so um i'm i'm a hippie chick with edge is you know yeah i like to say i'm a hippie that'll cut a bitch that's true <laughs> absolutely not totally accurate but it's a nice hi- nice hyperbole it's fun it's fun you are very um you're a hoot to hang out with a good friend to party with but you're also very you're you are engaged in a lot of different issues you've been mm-hmm. active and doing these things for some time and I, I hear a lot of especially with so many women running you hear that refrain of it's not your time yet or it's not your mm-hmm. turn and what i love about this is upending that whole thing and saying no no there are no turns i'm running now yeah yeah i love mm-hmm. it and uh so i've also uh i'm now the co-chair of the electoral working group in the tacoma dsa talk to me about that oh mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit magical um but you know dsa is a mixed space uh some are simply about democratic socialism some are like this is as close to socialism as our local community supports so some are further left and then um some people no matter where they're on the socialism spectrum they're some of them completely disregard electoral politics mm-hmm. and so it's like that's an interesting blend whereas like i'm also a precinct committee officer with the democratic party right and then that blend is all slightly right so it's like centrist to democratic socialists mm-hmm. yeah and so uh like navigating and then or is like str- primarily electoral politics so it's just a really some great community building stuff going on in or i mean really really great stuff yeah it's been a unifying thread i think throughout the puget sound from yeah i think so and i've been uh i spent 
some quite a bit of time um, in the last two years working on uh, like in 2016 uh, we had a challenger without a lot of steam um, and a few races for Congress. And then in 2018, we had a lot of, it was mixed, like a lot of steam and no steam. Um, mostly cause like we can't let people go and challenge. I don't have a lot of time, but at least I'm a name on a ballot. Yeah. Yes. Options. And then people mm-hmm. who are like, I'm in it to win it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I was kind of involved with all of those options within you, Pierce County. Yeah. Well, also you were over here too. I yeah, mean, well, you were, that yeah. includes Sarah Smith because yeah. you oh, know, that's right. Because she, yeah, because the ninth yes. goes just into just yes. a tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <Of> then, Tacoma, <laughs> mm-hmm. the tip of Tacoma, my favorite. <laughs> There's a bar called the Top of Tacoma. Okay, and it's divine. So is right? it? Yeah. I'm gonna go no, to the tip of the top. And of that's the- so one of the things we like to ask because we like to have fun here. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh. What are some of your favorite restaurants in Tacoma? Yeah. Well, the top definitely has at least one meal I can eat because, uh, caveat, I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. Right. Right. You only eat, like, bark and twigs and grass. And raw flesh. Mm. And raw flesh. Gluten-free. I, I eat meat. A lot of people hear gluten-free, dairy-free, and then offer me s- tofu. And I'm like, not the same. Also, <laughs> I try to avoid soy, but, you know, whatever. Where am I uh, bacon? Yeah. I'm a meat eater. Um and I was married to a vegetarian, so I get it. And then, um, it, it, but it didn't change me. Right. And uh, so the Tapa Tacoma does have like uh, this lovely pork taco thing that's just divine. Ooh, that um, but I, and then, but I live near the Mule, which has in um, homemade ginger beer. <gasps> you okay. brought some of that to town. That was good. Oh, it's so good. It's fire. Like a lot oh, yeah. of ginger beers commercially. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I were down at a fundraiser I think you all put together with the the couple of the rap artists down on the main oh, yeah. strip and I uh, think we went there yes and that is really good like yes. I couldn't believe it got a bite mm, yeah. so uh, we fell in love with Tacoma that day I think because it, it was just <laughs> It reminds me a lot of Tucson, where oh. I spent a lot of years, yeah. and it's a little grungier, and I like that Yeah, a we lot. call it gritty. It's not, yeah. Yeah. it's not even as gritty as it once was. Oh, heck no. And yeah. that's when I was growing up, Yeah, me is too. when it was super gritty. Uh, we were the third most violent city on the West Coast behind wasn't it like Compton the, and it, Oakland. Wasn't it the murder capital for some time? Or it, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I worked at, on the Hilltop. And okay, yeah. it was crazy. And so you grew up in Tacoma? I did. Yeah. yeah. Born okay. and raised to yeah. a teen mom. And, yeah. uh, and her name was Courtney Love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. named after her. Yes. <laughs> Courtney Love <Yeah>. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> People it. ask if I was named after Courtney Love all the time. And I'm like, she's only like 12 years older than I am. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. no. So yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. However, when I met the man I married, ended up marrying, getting that name, I remember... Um, like it was a magical meeting between the two of us and it was uh, like uh, really like uh, kind of really instantaneously responded to him and then uh, we happened we didn't meet at work but we both worked at the same local hospital Mm -hmm. and so there was an employee registry and I didn't know his last name but I knew what department he worked at and his first name so I looked him up and when I saw his last name was love I just said to myself we're going to get married. <laughs> I think it's really funny because that's like early Facebook stalking, which yes. we all do now. Right? Yes. It's like, all right. What is he into? Now okay. I'm embarrassed. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it's it's courtship. Yeah. yeah. We all do it, right? Yeah. Everyone pretends oh, yes. like we don't. But 
Yeah. We do it. I'm like, right right now sure. while we're podcasting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Always. I'm just looking yeah. at some propaganda stuff from Egan O'Ryan. But oh, God. Uh, I, have, I do have a question. Were you a phlebotomist? I was. What the heck Excuse is me? a phlebotomist? That's usually not the one I get questioned about. There's the doula thing that nobody knows what that is. But a yeah. phlebotomist draws blood. So oh. phleb is vein. Otomy is like to puncture, to put a hole in. Oh, so you're Team Edward out of <laughs> Team Edward or Jacob? Actually, I'm a re- I, I have a thyroid problem, so I run cold a lot. So I was like, Nah, give me that hot blooded werewolf. Okay, okay, <laughs> we okay. I stand corrected. Gotta warm yourself up. Yeah, yeah. All right, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I don't even know where I saw that. I saw it on some social media thing. Oh, probably Maybe it was, and it was in the voters pamphlet. Oh, was okay. that? Yeah. yeah. I, I read everything that you put out. I read all Aww. the stuff. I always am just like, he's a fangirl. Yeah. I am a totally fangirling. Thank Absolutely. You. With mm-hmm. pride. Stand me, baby. I'm yes, stand me do. hard. Yeah. And, then, um, and the doula aspect that's um, not midwife, midwifery or midwife who has medical responsibility, but someone who does like emotional and physical support through labor and delivery. Yeah. And I rem- uh, we had a recent uh, Hilltop like festival uh, in that. Where everyone had babies? No, no, just it was a. <laughs> that would be so a cool. Baby fest. Uh, <laughs> baby fest. You know, but the, that hilltop area had a uh, an event, and it was a street fair, and there was a doula booth, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, hi!" I was a doula, and we started talking. And I said, "I'm running for Tacoma City Council," and they're like, "Oh." Someone came up to me and said they knew they found out what a doula was because someone was running for office Aww. and mentioned and they had to look and it, it up. Was you. It was me. I love those moments in politics, like me where too. you were you I really got connecting. Again just now. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so how you know cool. it's working, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I want to bring doula to the table, and I want to bring permaculture. Like those are the words that I want to spread a lot. We talk about permaculture a lot only because we don't know what it is, and we keep <laughs> forgetting to look into oh. it. Not that we don't care, but mm-hmm. it's a major part of my platform. Talk to yeah, us. Let's hear so uh, permaculture is the action arm of the sustainability movement and the premise is to reduce inputs and maximize outputs okay so uh, and have a closed loop system so there's no waste okay so when you're saying talk to me about inputs outputs I get okay. the closed loop so you were yeah. putting things back into the earth yes. as opposed to yeah. so maximizing or minimizing your inputs time uh, water uh, fossil fuels. Oh, economy right? of right. Know, yeah, yeah. And then and... maximizing output. So, how do we use these techniques to increase harvest? And uh, so, what does that look like for Tacoma? I want to increase urban farming and to, to provide food security. And uh, for the problems that currently exist with the housing crisis, and but also with the impending cr- climate crisis, mm-hmm. uh, Pierce. It, the Pacific Northwest is going is projected to be the last inhabitable place on the continental United States. Basically. By whose oh. measure? That's very frightening. I know, it was. I can't remember. Can we just <laughs> yeah. pick it and say that it's another place so that everyone goes there? Yeah. That's pretty much what I, uh, Colorado sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone to Colorado. Um, all the Coloradomans. Yeah. And then I heard recently that uh, I think on your podcast with Ooh. Dar Jam- Dar Jamal. Yeah, that we're not going to have any ice caps uh, by twenty one hundred eighty years. You can see it. Yeah. You can see it from space. Yeah, Alaska sea ice was melted completely for the first time in history. We've yeah. never seen that happen before, just recently. Now everybody's jockeying for who gets to sit atop the world. 
It's oh. so ridiculous. Well, I think we can all just be happy with the fact that we already live here, so we're going to be the bourgeois elite in this coming right. climate apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. That's so. true. We will already have the gardens in place, and we will be the rulers. Will there they just go. be like hydroponics because the entirety of the Puget Sound will have washed away most of <laughs> Seattle and the Puyallup Valley? And Yeah, we have some low-lying farmlands here. Uh, I hope that we can do mega terrascaping to help... Um, stabilize the climate. Talk up. Okay, we're getting sci-fi Words. here. You want to unpack yeah. that or like? Well, terrascaping. Um, it's terra being earth and scaping like landscaping, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in China, they have this loose plateau. L O E S S loose plateau. Okay, and it's at the the Yellow River. I okay. can't remember the Chinese name for it, uh, but. It, Part of the reason it was as yellow as it was was because up at the source of water is this plateau that is just washing away down. All that yellow is the soil, Mm -hmm. the eons of topsoil being washed away. Like the Gulf Coast, like that. You can see the erosion and the, yeah. Yeah. So China said it helps when you're a dictatorship um, to make these sweeping decisions. But, uh, I mean, they did a lot of work trying to get people, local people on board, but there's still people who are like, you want me to give up this practice that we've been doing for years and, and with these promises we don't trust. But they eventually, so they got a lot of people on board and then they just pushed the rest of them in. And uh, they did mega terrascaping and put in... Uh, wow. I'm looking are you at looking a at picture. It? Whoa, that is... Yeah, the vast difference. Um, so they put in these... Um, it's like yeah. a in progress. Okay. Yeah, that's wow. a, yeah, that's a old picture. Now it's green. Yeah, they're. Uh, let me flip it, over to that. But everybody is something. economically more stable. People have food. Like the ex, everybody's financial status is improved because they have mm-hmm. so much to export down to this bigger, bigger cities along the river, um, and the river is cleaner. So this is um, beneficial to people and the land. So I imagine your opponent isn't talking about things like this. No, he's taking money from PSC, Puget Sound Energy, who's putting uh, in the LNG plant. Well, okay. I beg to differ. I had heard from my congressperson. Um, he said that money doesn't influence politicians. Uh-huh. Well, I heard it from mine, too, and they're not the same. And uh, the neighboring <laughs> one down south, too. And the other one <laughs> north. Yeah. And the, It's like they're all on the same message. Oh, it's and weird. Ten, and then state legislators, I was at the 27th LD endorsement um, meeting, and one of the notes made about my opponent was that he is taking industry monies, and I had failed to get my... Uh, there had been a family death. And yeah. thank you, and uh, I just... I got my questionnaire turned in a day late i I thought it was 5 p.m the next day Mm -hmm. and so i got it turned in by 5 p.m but just 24 hours shy of the deadline and or after the deadline yes yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so uh you know and that was noted in the meeting but i they still gave me an opportunity to be endorsed by the body but no notes were made in regards to me but the note about him was he's taking industry money Mm -hmm. now like then other local politicians, one of them, a state legislator, stood up and was, is this how we're measuring what a Democrat, what it is to be a Democrat these days? Really? Is this how we're, and I'm like, and she's like, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to send back a lot of money if that's the case. And it's like, do it. Good. Do it. Yeah. That is how um, we're measuring you now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the 27th is not my LD. It's the LD that covers most of Tacoma and it's hard to get their progressive support. Yeah. No, but 
going back to what you were saying about the LNG mm. pipeline, um, so we just wrapped up Climate Week. Um, part of the demonstrations surrounding this had to do with um, there were some of the Salish Sea protectors that have been going down to Olympia every day for the past week and urging Jay Inslee to declare a climate emergency for Washington State. Um, part of that being to cancel the the LNG pipeline. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? So uh, we do have new pipeline going in and then uh, shoot, I haven't practiced the numbers in a while, but I want to say it's like 500,000 gallons of liquidified natural gas, which equals 8 million uh, gallons of gas when it's not liquefied, something like that. Right. Yeah. It's huge. Right. And um, it's, it's 10 feet shy of being the same height as the Tacoma Dome. And oh, wow. the gas inside of that LNG facility, if it becomes gaseous, gas, gaseous, yeah, uh, it would uh, fill the Tacoma Dome, I think, 32 times. Wow. Yeah. So sketchy. And just a reminder, Tacoma Dome is the largest wooden dome in the United States or maybe the world. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, it's it's an impressive count here. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and and not only that, but it's it's situated in a rather sensitive area, and right? Large potential flats. impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, and the tide flats, you know, where we have the one of very few natural deep water ports. Now, the, most of the deep water ports in the world are in this area, so it's not as. Is that true? I didn't know that, yeah. but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think there's like three in this area. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Longview, maybe um, Tacoma and maybe Seattle, something like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, so no dredging. It means it keeps our costs down and it's, you know, so we're cheaper for shipping to come here and we can even host one of like the super tankers or whatever that's coming. Right. Right. A key uh, doorway to the U.S. or North America for the Pacific Rim. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. And Tacoma was chosen to be the terminus of the Transcontinental Railroad back in the late 1800s. Yeah. Because we're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah there was a battle, right, between Seattle, Seattle and, and Tacoma, and Everett was in there for a minute. I think so. Maybe Olympia was considered for a moment. Yeah. And wow. then, uh, yeah. And then the reason Seattle had, you know, had why Seattle is bigger than Tacoma is because shortly after becoming the terminus, the Alaskan gold rush happened. And so people would get off the uh, train in Tacoma, travel 35 miles north to Seattle, unburdened by all the stuff you needed to get to Alaska to mm-hmm. exist yeah. and buy it there. So right. all the money was being deposited in Seattle. Wow. If not for Alaska, Seattle would be a uh, federal way. <laughs> right, right? Yeah, span away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I read a little bit about the early politics we think it's dirty now. It right? was it was like rootin' tootin' dirty. Like yeah. You, oh, yeah. you get shot. That's yeah. really interesting. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got that Tacoma pride. Yeah, you do. No, and I appreciate you you schooling us on all of it. It's really cool. Um and so going back to to the climate stuff, so if you were a city council member, um, what would you do for Tacoma? Um I, you know, for example, in Seattle, Shama Sawant and some other city council um candidates, they're backing a Seattle Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. Um are you gonna fight for something similar for Tacoma? Yes, there's a eco socialism working group uh freshly developed in the Tacoma DS. Say, and I've been talking with them. They they were 
uh, I was intending to develop a Green New Deal for Tacoma and they're intended, you know, independently they were intending and we recently clicked and said, yes, let's work together on this. I want to say something about the fact that when you say you were working on a Green New Deal for Tacoma, you're not bullshitting <laughs> like you you do these things this is the yeah. stuff that you are this is the kind of activism you do i just want people who listen to understand that mostly i'm looking to coordinate with people who are willing to do the work i'm just the connector you yeah. are yeah. phenomenal but you're also inspiring and you do the work like Thank you, you get in there and you do the thing i'm when it's one of the one of the many reasons uh that we love you but um but i wanted to make that point because i think at times we forget the work that we're doing as mm-hmm. activists and mm-hmm. advocates on behalf of all these issues. But uh, yeah, you're in there doing it. It's uh, phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I am working. I, I, like I said, I'm a bit of a hippie tree hugger <laughs> and I feel like when women own that there, it's like, it's easy for them to become dismissed. Right. Um, but l- yeah. listening to that Dar Jamal, yes. Jamal yes. Uh, interview at the end, he's like, we have, you know, it's love and walk with purpose. And it was like, if, wo- if a woman said that, yeah. she'd be like, ah, hippie. Oh, look I get, at, look at Marianne. Look at Marianne. People. Yeah. But yeah. Like, Orbs. Oh, but when men say, mm-hmm. oh, isn't he so woke? Mm-hmm. Isn't he so in touch? You know what's interesting, yeah. though? I think that there is a certain amount of um, yeah, just a, a people kind of recoil from that kind of hippie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think part of it, too, is because hippies failed us. Um, and so I love that you talk no about action. Yes. So I love that you talk about being a hippie, but you have a, the sensibilities of caring for community and, you know, sort of the, the, the love aspect of, you know, taking care of people mm-hmm. because it really is about compassion and mm-hmm. love. Um, but you're also kicking a lot of ass. <laughs> yeah. No. And I mean, great branding opportunity for bringing love to Tacoma mm-hmm. because you are doing that. So yeah. good. What do you say? Hashtag Tacoma needs love. Yeah. I love so it. Good, hashtag yeah. they do. Feel the love. Cause yeah. like feel the burn, feel the love. Yeah. And love then it. I did hashtag burn in love recently. Ooh, okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. Synergy. Yeah, I had that once. Yes. Yes. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. What am I even saying? <laughs> no, we but, just a but I mean like, that doesn't exist on the city council right now. And so why is it important to have someone like you and someone with your experiences on city council? I'm not taking any industry money, so I'm not obligated to make decisions on behalf of the chamber of commerce or Uh. the industries that are trying to abuse Tacoma. I feel like uh, we're in a real abusive relationship with a lot of industry. And uh, so I'm a people oriented candidate uh, and compassion oriented uh i come from i'm a i'm a i want to do healing and compassion that's like what if if i wasn't on this political spectrum i'd definitely be in holistic health care you know massage and you know taking care yeah and restorative yes and so and and permaculture you know increasing food security but uh also uh no matter how much I personally garden and food produce, uh, it's not enough for all of us. So what I need to do is spread the word. 
Yeah. So how does that work? I want to talk a little bit about urban gardens. Yeah. And and uh, we did talk about the, you know, kind of the terraforming or whatever. Like, Ter- take a planet. Terraforming. Yeah. Terra, terra, terraforming. Terra yeah. escaping. <laughs> um, uh, talk to me about, because I love the idea. And, and uh, I, you know, you saw my beautiful garden out back yes. that's being eaten uh, by <laughs> slugs or something. I don't know. It needs medicine, whatever yeah. is eating it. But yeah. what? talk to me about what your vision is. Like, take a snapshot of a community block to block. Okay. What are they doing? So I want to establish precinct committees. Now, the uh, Bernie Sanders Green New Deal has a, another term, uh, and I'm trying to recall it, but I can't. So I'm just going to go back to the t- – I was like, sure. what he's promoting is what I'm promoting. I'm just using <laughs> – so, but precinct committees. So we need um, – you know, we have precinct committee officers that get engaged with the uh, local party. I want someone who goes from every precinct to the uh, neighborhood council meetings, and then I need a – compassion officer who keeps track of the most uh, vulnerable neighbors in the precinct uh, and helps disperse like mutual aid right I gotcha mm-hmm. yeah and nobody the, falls through the cracks right the communities work. okay yeah, gotcha. i like to say we need to tighten the weave on the social safety net i saw yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and then it. um but the sustainability officer is so we need to be removing lawns and installing food producing gardens mm-hmm. at the um and then if not at least uh plants or uh, landscaping that doesn't take up people's time or our water. So z- that's zeroscaping. X E R or X. Yeah. X E R I scaping. That's okay. So we saw that when, um, uh, doing some research on what, you know, this terror escaping, um, stuff is done. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, that's, this is all very, it sounds sci-fi, but it's, it, it is in the sense that it's the latest approach to sustainable and at the same living. time it's really re- a return to indigenous practices like permaculture is just like a collection of indigenous practices right yeah and and maybe fine-tune with a little modern knowledge maybe now the one pushback i do want to bring up and this isn't to say i disagree with what you're saying but something i think a lot of us have been talking about recently is that yes we need to be taking steps to mitigate climate change but I can't remember what the percentage is. I think it's like 70% of greenhouse gases are from a small amount of corporations. Right. I think a hundred companies produce 75% Thank you. and yeah. then uh, 25 of those companies produce 50%. Right. And so what wow. would you do in Tacoma? You know, you're, you're a major port. Um, there's a lot of different companies and, and different things happening there from corporations. And, and also, so- yeah, also longstanding very toxic pollute. Yeah. Right. We have yeah. seven super fun sites. Seven in Tacoma. Yeah. super fun sites. Yeah. And the LNG is going on top of three overlapping <laughs> super fun sites. Ah, I like that. It's so great. Um, and so what I want to see is incentive. Uh, I want to incentivize closed loop industry and non-polluting industry. I'd like to see become the hemp capital. We can use hemp to oh. uh, remediate lands. Um, f- fungus will remediate. Uh, that's called myco, M-Y-C-O, myco remediation. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that. Paul Stamets is a local hero of mine and world renowned f- uh, mycologist. And so uh, I've th- this hippie stuff that I've been deep into has given me ma- like really applicable solutions. Is it hippie stuff or is it science? Like it's science. It is. But it yeah. comes. I know that it comes from like my passion to like hug trees. Right. That is so interesting because I feel like it's almost so I, having worked in video games for a long time and you create sort of user stories or how a person's going to interact with the product. Why haven't we done more of that? 
for communities. Like right. there are stories here every day. People are going to do these things. They are predictable. Mm-hmm. You know that these things are people are going to need air to breathe. They're going to need food to eat. They're going to need yeah. health care. They're going to need, you know, uh, community things to do. Yeah. And we haven't done a very good job as a culture in creating space that isn't polluted, isn't. And also we're not thinking of the future. Right. And so many people think, oh, it's the problems are so overwhelming. Uh, I'm just going to wait until the next generation develops some new technology, some sci-fi stuff to fix it. And I'm like, we don't have to wait. There are things we can apply now and it doesn't have to be new technology. It, it, sometimes the elimination of technology in the issue because right. it's, uh, you know, the horrible agricultural systems that are destroying. No, I remember in the most recent debates, I'm, I can't remember who, but a couple people kept talking about how we need to, we need to put money towards research and development so that we can come up with the solutions. And I'm like, we already have solutions. How many times, Corn, how many times have we said as a group at individuals, even we've all talked about this, no more studies, right? It's time for the work. When, when Jay Inslee said that Washington has a public option, uh, (laughs) AKA the Cascadia care bill, I just, my head almost exploded. All of us. yeah. Because really that bill only impacts 4% of Washington state when we have a bill SB 5222 uh, that will cover everyone in the state. Uh, thank you, Whole Washington, of which yes. I'm a board member. So you're on the board for Whole Washington, yeah. a friend, dear friends of ours. We love um, Georgia uh, Davenport. And, yeah, we and love Georgia. Jen. Oh, yeah. and both of Catherine them are phenomenal. Lewandowski. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. volunteer, and Vicky. and I got involved mm-hmm. because of Corn. Mm-hmm. Got met Georgia and Jen, fell in love, and now we're married. Oh, yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. a thing. And uh, commune to come. Yes. And <laughs> so we have we have such and the study we did. It was for like, we did it, we paid Gerald Friedman, who is a Bernie Sanders associated economist, uh, to do the study, $20,000 or a little less. And these and, are intensive yeah, endeavors. Yeah. And then, so now the state has passed the Cascadia uh, care, which we thought was actually going to implement health care for it. <sighs> four percent of the state and we're like lucky four percent and but it turns out it is also a study bill and that if we actually want to cover people we have to pass more legislation to do it it's ridiculous and that's certainly not how they sold that particular bill of goods and then um emily randall out of the gig harbor area ld26 she was really um promoting this other um healthcare study bill i can't remember the name of it right now um and it passed and it's a two hundred thousand dollar uh, allocation for the same study we did for under 20,000. Right. Sounds like a boondoggle to me. Yes. And nobody's covered. <sighs> yeah. They just keep spending taxpayer money doing studies and not actually yeah. acting. And so that kind of connects, um, to one of the questions we had, which is, you know, whether it be healthcare, housing, um, you know, economic inequality in Washington state is a huge issue. Um, people are facing displacement. They're being dispersed from their communities. Um, so what sort of policies are you going to take on the city level to help alleviate those sort of concerns? So I like to, there's a, there's a few things like all to me, it's a, it's a web of solutions to apply. But one of the things is uh, advanced community planning is what I call it probably has some official name and in the, existing but this this one came out of my brain and so instead of just city planning we need to do advanced community planning so when we increase population density we also increase transit routes frequency and hours of operation we uh, plan in green space aka farming urban farming space we plan in tree canopy we plan in small business space 
And so um, I want to increase entrepreneurship. Uh, if, if we're doing community building planning, then that means we need more grocers. We need more service and like, and these should all be uh, living wage jobs and uh, creating walkable communities. So Tacoma Lake Seattle is hilly and yeah. uh, you know, we spill out of our, you know, edges, you know, in a lot of areas. Or Brazier, if you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, voluptuous Tacoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Vol- Voluptuous sounds like voluminous and voluptuous, like had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do too. And so uh, I want to see uh, increasing business opportunities for local business. And that also means we need a public bank. So if the state, you know, yes. go Hasegawa, uh, if the state doesn't move fast enough, Tacoma should just get it on there themselves. And another public uh, utility or service we were talking about earlier, um, you and I, was public broadband. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this, but Tacoma is actually the first in the nation to have public broadband, but it's at risk, correct? Proudly, yeah. It is. Uh, proudly first in the nation, sadly at risk. The city council is currently uh, looking to uh, privatize it through leasing through a lease a 40 year lease yes and like and it just doesn't make sense with the threat of net neutrality being eradicated uh there are municipalities all over the nation who are looking to develop public broadband systems in order to preserve their local neutrality and protection of its citizens so uh and then also in pierce county the county council has just approved like to create a study or or maybe the study is finished now about what it would take to get uh, reliable broadband into rural Pierce County. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how about we extend Tacoma's broadband into the rest of the county? We already have this structure. Um, and it's 42 union jobs. It's price controlled. So that means everybody's cable and internet prices are lower and it would all go up if we let it go. So just to be clear, you're saying if we let this go, we're letting go of 42 union jobs. Correct. Yes. Instead of expanding them. And that's the, that is the, Kind of the tertiary benefit. That's great. But right. what about like the actual service that people will get? I mean, like, or will ha- yeah. maintain? No, but I guess what I'm picking up on is it's like a lot of the time that's a Republican talking point, you know, right. is, well, but it's the job creator. We, we can't get rid of jobs. And so who on the city council, like, where is the city council on this issue right now? I believe it's unanimous in support of privatization. Wow. What? And so there was a court case and to stop this process and because part of our city charter says regarding public utilities there has to be a vote of the citizens if we're going to off right off put a, a public utility so now they're trying to the i believe the um first tuesday in october there will be a tacoma city council meeting in which they will try to have it classified as surplus oh, oh no. god i think it's really funny because when you hear people talking about privatization of utilities, um, it's the second thing that I can think of that has the most impact. Actually, it probably has the most impact on people's everyday lives when we're talking about utilities, right? But if I were to make a suggestion like, let's privatize the police force. Yeah. People would- Fire department. Right. And we do that. We actually do the fire department. We do the ambulances. We do a lot of different ones. In fact, we have private uh, providers for ambulances here in Washington. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about- privatizing police forces people are just like wait 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 but the government 
was going to invade my life. I don't want mercenaries in my home, in my state. Right. Uh, that is interesting. But the moment where you say, oh, well, what about utilities? What about the internet? Everyone says, nope, that's fine. Yeah. I worked at a local hospital and they used to have, a, a, so they have on-site laundry facility and laundry employees used to be uh, hospital employees, which means they got all the benefits of being a union mm-hmm. uh, space. We just I'd, learned about that. We had a union from a union rep from um, AFSME and uh, with Western yeah. State. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that they're no longer. Uh, they're now. Uh, subcontractors yeah and so now they don't get the pay or the benefits that they once did but they're it's a my grandmother worked in that hospital for like close to 30 years and they uh she said that's don't ever work in laundry it's the hardest hardest job in the hospital and now they get paid less right and try to imagine living your life one without laundry i mean that's yeah that people do it and it Right. You just keep replacing clothes. I mean, there are people who just don't have access to good laundromats or good laundry tools. In this general. is hospital laundry, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. But secondly, imagine living your life in 2019 without the internet. Right. How would you do that? Yeah. Um, someone at the doors were like, well, I mean, it's not that essential. I mean, it kind of huh. is. Uh, they, they, you could see them waffling. Like they wanted to like make, uh, be like, smaller government was i think their goal but then also as they're realizing the impact of their words on themselves uh-huh. like that you could i i was just like you're gonna cognitive dissonance are you feeling <laughs> yeah. that right now no because this is a equality issue and this is you know i can't remember the exact percentages but there's a lot of students in our state that they don't have access to the right. internet and so they end up getting poor grades because they aren't able to work on their projects as effectively or do the studying and things like that and most of the tacoma city council or city uh, information is distributed online oh right? wow yeah, yeah that's true plus all the connected stuff for business and like, there's just no way to connect yeah well, especially as we're moving into a more climate conscious type of government, right? We're moving away from paper based mm-hmm. supply because we need to. We yeah. want to stop cutting down trees. Yeah. Uh, cost of postage, all of it. Yeah. And so I think that's a really big point. And for me, it kind of shapes this whole idea about we live in a society which really just doesn't give a shit about lower income persons or working class people. And this is right. a great example of it. Um, Corn, do you mind if I ask that question that I've written there? I think there's a really kind of interesting case going on here because when you look at the conservative right you see a lot of times like you're talking about this small government small government thing and it's always about fear of violence that's Mm -hmm. always the thing but there was a recent event in tacoma with benny johnson are you familiar with this yeah a a young black man who went to go check on his mom who was homeless who was shot in the back by a police officer now that's Mm -hmm. all under investigation i mean i i have my feelings on it um but it kind of prompts this next thought, which is in Seattle, we've been dealing with this idea about police and police accountability and those kind of things since we had a huge debacle surrounding him. Um, what are your feelings on kind of like the Tacoma policing right now? Is that a thing that you think that we need to change it a little bit? How is it looking from your perspective? I mean, especially as a longtime resident, right? Right. And uh, also a, what's considered a secondary victim to abuse perpetrated on a family member by a Tacoma police officer. Wow, who's now sorry. who's now in prison for it? And it, you know, it's the pretty, officer is yeah, and one wow. of, and one of my parents. So, ah. uh, it, and it's a story I can tell, but it, it's not really specific to this. But just so that people know that I have personal experience with it, uh, it's oh, so uh, regarding Ben. Anytime someone's shot in the back, running you know away from police, like really, like. You can't shoot him in the leg. 
you can't just be like, well, catch him next time, buddy. <sighs> like any of these options are better than killing somebody. Uh, and then, um, so I think I, I like to talk about police reform in broad scope and not just based on my city, but applicable to my city. And so I want extreme police reform. Uh, campaign zero is, uh, when people say, what does Black Lives Matter want? Uh, campaign zero is what is what answers that there's 10 policing reforms washington has passed three almost four if not four now of the reforms so i look forward to the remaining six to be applied i'd like to see our police demilitarized i'd like to see them have higher um, expectations in their education so that they have some like uh, psychology training sociology something you should be able to identify someone who's autistic it's pretty freaking obvious when people's um neuro neuro atypical right they're yeah. awkward not violent right and i mean this actually it connects back to what we were talking about with mike um the union guy who who works at western um it's a similarity in that um you know obviously we want to make sure that that uh the the folks at western are safe just as we want to make sure that you know we want to make sure police are safe too but this yeah. is about making sure that um citizens and that patients and that folks who whether they're breaking the law or not like they need to be safe too and part of that is making sure that police are trained adequately making sure that they they are funded and that you they know, can de-escalate right, and exactly. they are demilitarized they don't yeah. need these giant I think, tanks of, i think tacoma owns, owns a tank yes that's ridiculous they do yeah, yeah it's and, ridiculous yeah so no that's not allowed and uh you know anytime people talk about taking guns away from people i'm like as long as you take the guns away from cops too so you are not uh, you're not looking to like uh, lobby for taking everyone's gun guns away. No, um, I'm socialist enough to think, a, you know, an armed populace protects against government tyranny. OK, uh, but we do have a gun violence issue. Um, I want to know what's so messed up about our culture. So. Uh, for those whose rhetoric includes it's a mental health problem, then we need single payer health care system and make sure everybody gets this mental health care that they need. Uh, if it's um, um, if, if it's a matter of, of like, hey, we, we've been studying this and it turns out all these like mass shooters are uh, also medicated. Well, m- making a single payer healthcare system and uh, socializing the pharmaceutical industry will allow us to have um, non-industry science on those things because right now uh, pharmaceutical companies can do a hundred studies and only release the two or three that support the conclusion that that will make them money. And so if they actually have uh, negative studies on their product, they don't have to release it. They put it in a drawer. Yeah. 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 So I want to know more about all of it. Um, the CDC is legally blocked from studying gun violence. Yes. That is one of the most, there's, there are people, independent groups that are doing the collating of data right. and information about gun deaths and gun injuries, but they can't officially, mm-hmm. uh, the government can't officially investigate because we are right. protecting. So I'm totally down with gun reform law, you know, like, and everything, but I want it to be on sound science. So I really like the position of Campaign Zero, and that's actually a thing that we supported on Sarah's mm-hmm. campaign as well. And I think that's a really just phenomenal uh, position to take when it comes to police reform. But taxes, mm-hmm. 
right? And how it is that we can implement them in Washington state. So we run into a, a problem in Washington where in some of the most uh, effective forms of tax taxation, like an income tax are constitutionally prohibited in the mm-hmm. state of Washington. But there are other means that we can do it. So, for example, Tammy Morales, who's running for city council, she just released her plan where she's talking about things like an estate tax, um, taxing on large houses and employee hours tax. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the head tax mm-hmm. debacle we had here. Where do you stand on something like that for Tacoma? Because Tacoma does have large employers. That's not on. A few, yeah. Yeah. So where do you stand on things like uh, maybe like an example of the head tax or, for example, like the uh taxing larger homes at a higher rate or what do you think about those and how do you plan to kind of bring revenue in to support some of these plans? Right. I absolutely support tax reform and I'm willing to consider almost any, uh, creative progressive tax, but I don't feel like we can like patchwork solution this with like, Oh, now a head tax or, you know, property tax, you know, slightly different property tax. I think we need to go to the state legislature and have a full tax reform applied and, uh, and it will take a constitutional amendment. And since Washingtonians are so averse to income taxes, because we've had this law in the books for almost a hundred years, no income tax. Like it's part of our rhetoric. It's part of our culture to be like no income tax and Mm -hmm. so like all right wealth tax we've got 14 billionaires in the state of washington and don't tell me my neighbor who is worried about losing their home because their property taxes went up that you don't think jeff bezos and bill gates shouldn't pay just a little bit of their fair share considering that they use our entire infrastructure our schools educate their employees our roads transport their uh their products, products their their yeah. people yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all of it no y- y- they don't get to abuse us and and not pay right you, they're, you, they're yeah. reaping the benefits of our community without yeah. paying into that community yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're socializing the burden and privatizing the profit mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, yeah and I, I agree with that 100 percent. i mean i think that's a big problem right when we see these ultra wealthy people in our society who are going uh mostly unfettered right Mm -hmm. completely unchallenged in any way Um, so would you support something like a real estate tax on higher priced homes i mean there are some there certainly are like over in brown's point or dash point for example there's some very high cost homes in that area Mm -hmm. and so would you support maybe an increased excise tax in that region do you think that's a good idea how do you how do you feel Mm -hmm. about these property taxes in general well, I have been a homeowner and I'm about to sell my house. So, I'm, you know, I've, I have housing insecurity and the homeowners, uh, like indignity, you, you know, indignant, you know, don't, uh, I think that property tax and sales tax are being overused. Um, and that's why I advocate for tax reform and at this, you know, the whole system needs to be reformed primarily. New tax that I'm interested in, um, applying is a vacancy tax. So if you have an empty property, an empty uh, business location or empty piece of housing, we tax you on that. And you can either pay the tax or you can lower the price and get people into it. Um, but you don't get to just sit there and wait until someone comes along who's willing to pay your your crazy price that you're asking and just be part of the problem of inflation. So uh, vacancy tax I'm a fan of and I'm, I'm down to see some Uber tax, you know, tax ride shares and... Um, you know, the ride sharing food delivery and mm-hmm. um, because they're utilizing our infrastructure, and, but they're not, um, I don't know. Um, when you're, at least when you're shuffling people, 
um, that's some use and, and it's keeping parking easier. But when you're just sh- shuffling food, you're congesting without, you know, real people, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, benefit. Mm-hmm. Working on the best verbiage to explain all that. Yeah, you feel like transportation should be about people, not about goods. It sounds like yeah. that should be the ideal. And mm-hmm. as a huge advocate of public transport, and mm-hmm. I myself, my own primary transportation is a motorcycle just for that same reason. It's like right. that's how we reduce congestion. My but. co-parent and my daughter um, commute by bus bus and bicycle a lot mm-hmm. i'm the car driver but when you look at people who are least likely to utilize bicycles in public transportation it's moms right i've got six bags of groceries yeah and i've got seven stops there's no way i can get that done in a day on a mm-hmm. bus yeah and not as not in our current public transportation system so um i don't feel too bad uh, especially since my uh, co-parent and my child are taking up the slack. So what changes would you make or propose if you were on the council in terms of public transit? I want free at the point of service. Mm-hmm. I want more frequent uh, uh, stops. I want more routes. I want uh, extended hours of operation. Public transit should uh, go until at least an hour after bar close. So mm-hmm. we're looking at three in the morning. Uh, because you know what, I would, I'm not a big drinker, but I, there are times where I'm like, I'm not crossing town to drink with friends because I have to come five, six miles back. Right. And I'm, my best friend's dad died when we were 17 from a Mm -hmm. drunk driving accident. He was the drunk and he was the accident. Mm -hmm. And luckily he was the only person involved, Mm -hmm. but, um, he died and I loved him. I'd known him since I was five. So it made an impact. Right. And I have a lot of alcoholics in my family. So it's just another reason why like drinking isn't like, like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go out drinking tonight. I'm like, uh, sure, but some I enjoy people a buzz, are. but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and not to naysay, but to explain why I'm mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And but then also like, how do I get home safely? Right. Yeah. 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 So, and you know, when you're meeting some, you know, a group of people in the other part of town, it's probably because the bulk of them live over there. Right. So, no, we're not going to carpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to add on that? Um, so one of the areas we we were kind of talking about housing a little bit um, in Seattle, Shama, she just released some draft legislation for rent control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you've had a chance to read it, but w- if you were elected, um, would you propose similar legislation? Well, I've already been advocating for rent control, uh, knowing that it's at changes at the state level have right. to be made. Uh, I talked, I was speaking with, a couple of our Tacoma tenant organizing committee members and they were invited to sign on. Apparently they find a couple uh, things that they're not a big fan of in the legis in the proposed legislation. Mm-hmm. So I would probably um, work with the TTOC who, who also um, a good portion of the TTOC is the, the housing working group out of T Tacoma DSA, all the little letters. Um, <laughs> And so I would work with my local allies to to build better. And just in the same way you guys have democracy vouchers, like I also want to apply something like that in Tacoma. But yeah. I was talking with a candidate up here, uh, Tammy Morales, mm-hmm. and she mentioned that it's it helps in a lot of ways, but it, it doesn't eliminate money in politics. No, it doesn't. And no. so I so it's. But that's been a lot of my theme. If we don't have the best idea just from the awesome minds in Tacoma, then we should be also collecting the awesome ideas from a, a far further afield and um, either utilizing, re- build on them re- and replicating them, them yeah. or improving mm-hmm. them to, to instate in Tacoma. Like I'm not, 
I'm not embarrassed to take uh, good ideas from other areas. Yeah, no. And I, I, I appreciate even with Shama's legislation that you said, you know, I've heard that there might be some things that need to be worked on. Um, we need people to to really be diving in and looking at the details. And even at, at the um, the draft legislation hearing that I went to, there were some people voicing some concerns. And she said, hey, I want you to come to my office. I want to talk about these. This is why it's draft legislation is so that we can improve on that. Right. Um, so that's what we need to do is we need folks in office who are going to talk to the community and talk to the people that are the most affected by this. So it sounds like that's what you're doing. There are certain areas in um, life where I feel like, okay, out of my political crowd, I might be the most uh, up to speed on permaculture. (laughs) But like, I know that I have allies in Tacoma tenants organizing committee that are more up to date, uh, up to speed on housing issues Mm -hmm. there that uh, this other group is more up to speed on this issue. And I proudly defer to them um, and, and engage them in conversation uh, to build a better understanding and a, and a, a, an, yeah, a quality goal. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, I'm big on relying on other people's Connecting. existing resources yeah. rather mm-hmm. than trying to reinvent the wheel over and over again. Right. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you feel like we haven't talked about that you'd like to add? Oh, well, oh. Goodness sakes. Uh, I feel like we've hit on a lot of really important topics, not only for Tacoma, but Washington State and nationally. Um, I really, yeah, go ahead. I do remember saying, uh, thinking when we're talking about what it would look like with the urban farming. Yeah. um, You know, we talked about permaculture. Well, because we have public utilities, uh, our water mains are, that's public utility land like Mm -hmm. the house i currently have is adjacent to public utility land and i was just like i could run a herd of miniature sheep on that (laughs) land like i could um it it would be really easy to utilize that land for farming um and uh so we have a lot of interesting little pockets of resources in tacoma yeah so it means really changing the goals getting creative culture yeah around this and so i just wanted to add i I like the idea of running little sheep yes please yeah i even have a breed that's both renowned for its quality wool and its meat um you've got my vote there you go there we go because that just leads to both (laughs) more butcher like uh you know chartreuserie uh arbitois there's a few classic meat uh, uh, butchery terms that I, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm still learning, but um, those are trade skills and uh, good paying ones. So we'd be increasing uh, those job opportunities. We'd be uh, so with meat and food security, but then with, if we're harvesting wool locally, that means we've got textile jobs coming in you know like creating textile jobs like every this is a system that is beneficial over and over again and something in permaculture we talk about is called stacking functions so when you uh, plant a tree you're not just creating shade you're not just creating a food producer if it has if it is like a fruit tree or a nut tree uh you're you're doing both of those things and you're creating a drip line so you can put uh, plants that like a little extra water at the drip line. You create something for vines to grow on. You create shade for humans. Uh, you reduce urban 
uh, heat indexes, like all so, the things. Yeah. So you don't do one thing for one reason. You stack functions. And when you are uh, into this, you start seeing these overlapping functions and how to, and I like to say solutions should be synergistic. So if you're offering a solution and I, and someone says, but it creates a problem downstream or it, over here, mm-hmm. that means one or more of the solutions that it's working with is false. It's bad. So you, if one is bad and you can't tell which one, then both have to be scrapped. Right. So it's, it's like eliminating hypocrisy mm-hmm. and, and re- yeah. And conflict. That's awesome. No. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's how we need to be thinking. And the sad part is, is we don't have a lot of, people in local politics or city council that are talking about the issues that you're talking about. And so we really appreciate you coming on to the podcast to talk about your race and just to hang out because we love you. So if people want to get involved on your campaign, um, how can they help? I need more door knockers. Um, Phone banking can help and uh, donations. I am a people-powered campaign. And to volunteer and to donate, you can go to electcourtneylove.com. Yes. And and just uh, for the timing, so ballots will be dropping October 18th. Um, so if you can help with any sort of door knocking and voter outreach um, before ballots get dropped, and then of course, afterwards for get out the vote, um, Courtney could use all your help. Like she yeah. said, she is a grassroots candidate, um, got through by 13 votes. And so we got to fight, but we can do this if, if the people yeah. are behind us. So thank you, Courtney, again for coming by. We will be watching your race closely and we hope to have you back soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Courtney. I just want to say it was really exciting to have the real Courtney Love yeah, in our studio. That's right. It's my yes. legal name. It was never her legal name. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it was wow. not by marriage. I mean, I'm sure it's her legal, like, yes. doing business as yeah. name. but like, Your her, birth name. Yeah, well, no, I was married name. Okay, there, okay. Uh, and the Your married, rebirth name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and now it's my unmarried name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she, it was her nickname by her British boyfriend, Courtney Love. Would you bring me some tea? Oh, okay. yeah! Wow, yeah. that's the story ended. I heard. Anyway, I'm not. An We're expert. going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you didn't kill Kurt Cobain. So that's right. God. That's right. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you again, Courtney. And yeah, if you want to get involved, uh, check out her website and knock on some doors. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. Bye. Thank you. Awesome. Good job, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should I have explained? Like, yeah, Trot disappeared. (laughs) It got quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, that was awesome. Nice job. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That was super interesting, super engaging, Glad very informative. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys took as much away from it as I did. Um, I love you guys stepping in and just taking over and being real about it. Um, we're, I'm trying to branch out and give more people a chance to do some interviews. And so I think you guys just took the torch and ran with it. Thank you. You're welcome. And also, I go to the dance. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of politics, and I think we could absolutely use a uh, palate cleanser. We really could, but you know, we've got a special friend with us, a guest. <gasps> we do. We have hey. a guest. So for our palate cleanser, I'd like to introduce Keisha, and Keisha, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, we want to talk to you more in depth, obviously, but just tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Hey, my name is Keisha Kelly. I am a Seattle native, uh, born and raised Seattle, Washington. Uh, I grew up in the South Seattle area, graduated from Rainier Beach. Nice. Yes. Um, I am in education, getting my teaching certificate now. Just started my own nonprofit called Opportunities in Our Communities. I'm bringing opportunities to our communities. <laughs> nice. And we want to have you on because we want to talk way more about that. You guys are doing some excellent stuff. And Troy told me a little bit about your story, which I think yes. is super fascinating. So I hope you will join us soon for an interview. Well, Absolutely. also, we're Gonna rope her into just being a part of the podcast. Like, yes, yeah, that she, was the secret reveal. I didn't tell everyone I was gonna oh, secretly tum, reveal. Tum, tum. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler Building alert. our network, and uh, Keisha's gonna be kind enough to be a part of the Better Left Network at a date to be determined because I keep committing myself to dates on this podcast that I later regret because none of them <laughs> hit properly. <laughs> it's like video games. Once Remember you this- say the deadline, once you like say we're gonna launch on this day, inevitably. Remember all of, the, all of the times I've said we'll have the shaman or Yeah. And remember the last time I said I wasn't lying? I lied. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah. You weren't lying then, but pr- yeah, now you're lying. Yeah. I'm, I just, now, I'm just going to say we're always interviewing shaman and yep. everyone will next just time. be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time we're, we're, next time we're interviewing shaman, everybody. Um, I've heard that name before. <laughs> yeah. So I think for our palate cleanser, uh, Corn was kind enough to bring in this amazing magazine called quiz fest Paper. yeah so um it's jay smith's birthday happy 43rd day to you happy 57th birthday to, to every you. time i tell people it's his birthday i just increase i was just saying some, yeah it's gotten over the evening it's gotten <laughs> he incrementally started at yeah. 34 and now he's in his late 50s it's wild time is weird so to <laughs> honor jay smith i got him some of the foods from our culture which is you know pizza rolls and yes. taquitos mm-hmm. yes um we also got this magazine that's and, yes complete trash and some white claw yeah white claw yeah ain't no laws we're drinking claws baby uh i do have to say though we t- so we low-key outside took a quiz on the jonas brothers and who like are you a jonas brothers expert jay missed one question <laughs> yeah second place though keisha was second place and it was just as a wild neck thing and for neck. me to find out yeah. it's been years and i did not know we had that much jay bros knowledge joe bros is that the thing we call them son of jonas son, son of jonas Sons of jonas yeah fun in fact that Which was that was going to be their name but yeah. then they went with the Joe Bros. And weirdly it's also the worst motorcycle show ever created. Sons of Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> So we are going to do a quiz from this Quizfest magazine that is full of teenagers I don't recognize and have had to Google repeatedly. It's the only <laughs> quiz magazine for teens. It is. And we, as fellow teens, are going to do one of these quizzes that I picked out for the upcoming October season. It's on theme. Is it spooky? I don't even know if we have a theme, but it's on theme. Spooky. Well, <laughs> I think the theme is just sort of, you know, making it happen. And that's what we do, whether <laughs> it's spooky or not. Is, seasons change. So, <laughs> that is the theme it could be yeah we don't know when this is going to air so it could be summertime but i want to ask real quick though it's is it for teens or just for teen girls 
Oh. <laughs> Good question. Not, yeah. That is a great It's question. not specified. It is it's, not. And I did not think to ask The pronouns it. are very yeah. clearly. Got them taxes. Oh, yeah. There's a, a band in here with a poster that's cut off and it just says tax. <laughs> three gentlemen yeah we'll, we'll post it on social media but uh the, the socialist agenda is strong amongst the teens for yeah, sure tax. yeah whatever that band is i like them <laughs> no same but it, it was a it was a tough choice between two different quizzes correct yes so we have why do you thrive during spooky season which i think they just mean october which is <laughs> spooktober right. was an option yeah. Uh, or how do you cast a spell on your crush? Because we're feeling a little bit witchy today. Uh, do they actually like have like you know? You grab some eye of newt. No, it's just like, do you fall for people fast? And then it tells you like you're charming or quirky or silly. Oh, you silly quirky! <laughs> you silly Billy! You silly Billy! I hate the word silly unless I'm talking about my dogs. I do too. I don't like. Yeah, it's I think so silly is bad. Yeah, it's a condescending word. It's that's only so silly of you. Like I want to punch you in the face when you say that to me. That's, that's really true. I call you silly. I call my nephew silly all the time. <laughs> well, kids, oh, kids like, are but, fine. But if you're an adult, you're <laughs> adult yeah. to adult. Just let it go. You oh, let yeah. that word go like fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, before probably then. well before. 15. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're kidding. mad. Yeah, I don't understand how like children mature properly. So <laughs> this is also again a magazine for children. So I guess <laughs> okay. it, it tracks. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. Yes, it tracks. We're all silly billies. So I think we've, I think we've decided. Uh, we've decided we're going to do. Why do you thrive during spooky season? Ooh. Uh, so. I am going to just try and track everybody's. It's going to be a disaster. So everyone, buckle up. Uh, so, so we're going to start. The first question is, the single best part of Halloween season is all of the Halloween movies or picking your costume. Halloween movies, for sure. Picking that costume. Picking the costume. Costume. So three yeah. for costume and one for how ha- I'm the only one who likes Halloween movies no I love them but the costume is way more important. yeah it's oh. fun so, I'm gonna, just so you guys know what I'm going to be this year I bought a dragon onesie I'm going to be a dragon with a girl tattoo <laughs> I love that so, so much it's really good do you want to know who I'm going to be Jay no I'd love oh, to I'd really smart. love to do you want to should I tell you or should I surprise you tell us you can't put us through all the suspense on a podcast and not tell everybody Wario yeah. Oh, yeah. You did the worst of all Arios. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who else? What are you, you going right, to be? Next question. Wait, so, I just want to find out what what, what are you going to be? I'm going to be a, a unicorn. Oh. <gasps> nice. Kisha, nice. what are you going to be? Undetermined. Oh. Undetermined. <laughs> yes. Fight back against Still, the capitalist yeah. system that's created this idea that we have to buy Halloween costumes. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be naked. I went to Goodwill last year and got my costume. Smart. Yeah, yeah. Go to Goodwill, get your costume stuff. People will stop buying off Amazon. I lucked out with my dragon onesie. I happen to have one. So. <laughs> you, yes, yeah. I already had it. <laughs> Amazon did give us the corn costume, though. I don't know if your local Goodwill carries that. Probably but not. It's yeah, so I made, specific. I made my costume. I, I, I was a 70s pimp. 
So the only question that belongs to me because I'm the only one who took this path is do I go trick-or-treating on Halloween? Not anymore. I actually have started to gain a kind of delight from like opening my door to children in costumes. I love opening the door and kids are in costumes and I just get to be like you're cute. Here's sugar. And then I send them back to their parents. We (laughs) have to do Halloween like so in my neighborhood it is amazing. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear yeah. that? Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, it could have been me. I don't know. The ghost uh, of Christmas. Spooky. The ghost of dinner's past. The ghost uh, of Target putting out the goddamn Christmas ornaments. Or also the ghost of taquitos that just sort of came. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I don't know. But my thing I was going to tell you is the children in Columbia City, it is a flood. I mean, it is – it's incredible. So we've, we've got to – I mean we won't be able to do anything else. That's fine. But I just watch scary movies and then I just give out candy to children. I get a costume and I wear my costume and I just sit on the sofa and give candy to kids. I, we <laughs> ran out of candy uh, every year. Uh, we've been giving out like, um, you know, uh, spoons and knives. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> knives. Do cough, that. Give those to drops. children. Yeah. So your guys' question is – what treat gets you in the mood for October? Candy corn or anything pumpkin flavored? And one of the answers barons you a serial killer forever. So go ahead and choose wisely. Yeah. We have to that's choose a, from those two. That's, huh? that's all you get. That's yeah. It. This is a limited scope quiz. Oh, wow. Given the choices, I'm going to go with pumpkin because I know that's off brand for me, but candy corn is no, trash. Candy corn's garbage. I'll do the candy corn. I'm a little unpredictable. Wow. I like wow. It. Changing All it right. up a bit. Yeah. I'm going to go with the pumpkin spice. Um, Wow, we're all on different paths right now. We're going, we're going different directions, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better me, left. It's candy corn. Yeah, it's better but left. I'm making too many left. Um, so my my next question is, oh, Jay's going to love this one. Do you think Ouija boards really work? <laughs> my answer is yes, I totally do. And I think it takes me this way, but it's not clear because it cuts through some teens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. So I'm going to start with our pumpkin spicers because there's two of you. Okay. True or false? Halloween is your favorite holiday. True. False. <gasps> What's your favorite holiday? I don't know. But not Halloween. Okay. Yeah. And Yours is Keisha, probably Thanksgiving. Yes. You know what? I'm going to have Keisha and Corn do this because you guys wound up in the same bubble on this quiz. I'm using right. my fingers like a oh, yeah, I see right it. I'm watching you. You are nice really good. I have very <laughs> flexible fingers. It's not useful. <laughs> uh, your Halloween party. Be quiet, Jay. You're going to have to cut that. <laughs> your Halloween party. would. <laughs> Stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Troy's in tears. It's a disaster. Studio's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing new. Just regular day, regular day in the lab. Regular day in the lab. So the two of you have the same question. Okay. Your Halloween party would have to include terrifying decorations or a costume contest. Ooh. Oh. Hmm. I'm all about that look, so we're doing a costume contest for sure. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Spooky. 
I would have to agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Then I'm going to I'm going to go back to the three of you cuz the three of you ended up in the same bubble and I will just get to me after this cuz I'm on my last bubble. Um you like to go for a costume that will scare everyone around you or no one else will think of. Nobody else would think of hands yeah. down. Same. Yes. Yeah. 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 Corn. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Just a corn with a crown on it. Corn yeah. queen. <laughs> Uh, so this October, you and your squad will definitely go to a haunted house or the pumpkin patch. <laughs> okay. Which one? Which one? You guys? I'm asking you guys. Oh, I, th- I thought that was. Oh our no, a- this I, is. I was not looking at you guys because I was excited to answer. I thought I'm that was our guys. result. I was <laughs> like, wait, this is <laughs> what we got. No, yeah. you got to answer. Haunted house. Sorry. Haunted house. Yeah. Haunted yeah. house. Yeah. All yeah. right, haunted house. So the three of you. You dare to be scared. And to reiterate the question, it's why do you thrive during spooky season? Because you dare to be scared. Zombies, vampires, and werewolves. Oh, my. You live for the chance to get scared out of your mind the second October 1st hits. The more gory, creepy, or weird something is, the more you're into it. The thrill excites you. It's time to pop in some scary movies and get into the true spirit of the season. That sounds like the one I should have gotten. <laughs> Gave me an idea. So my last <laughs> question... I'm going to watch scary movies tonight. Uh, do you suspect you've ever had an encounter with a ghost? I'm going to say yes because of the one time at my friend's super creepy house, but I'm going to save that for the next palate cleanser that I just had the idea for. <laughs> <laughs> You'll all be surprised at what it is. Um, I know so what it is. I got, you're a supernatural specialist. You are ready to have a ghostly time. Ooh. You're intrigued by the unknown, and as the world gears up for Halloween, you can't help but be swept up into the hype. There's just so much for you to explore and learn about the supernatural world. We can totally see a ghost tour in your future which i have done it's called going to the catacombs in paris nice that is i would love to do the catacombs i did a ghost tour in um san francisco and they take you to all the haunted houses and when i took a picture of one of the places we got orbs in the shot Ooh, yeah every time i'm like orbs are done <laughs> it, it was, was dust. Your, was your lens? Was your lens just dirty? No, no, no. It, it, you could see like it was kind of floating in the air, and and the tour guide was like, "Oh, that's amazing. Nobody ever gets that." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." And I took another yeah. one, and I'm like, "How about this one?" And I took another one. And I'm like, "How about this one?" Someone else took one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I got some too." And I'm like, "I just think it's real dusty in here." Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, old. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, they know old. all the tricks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a good one. Thank you, Teen Magazine, full of quizzes for children. Uh, we're going to revisit that because I don't understand who most of these people are in this magazine, and I'm totally cool with it. Like that's where I am in life, and that's fine. My favorite, um, my favorite new band is Taxes. Yeah, mine yeah. too. I'm going to listen to them. Going to listen to them on the way home. I will oh. probably not be able to find them because I think we're only getting half a band name in there, but I, I don't care. Yeah, there's something going on. I think yeah, Keisha had it right. She's like I. I think it says T-A and there's a space and, and it's And we're all like, X. nope, tax. it says tax. <laughs> that is what we're choosing to believe. I just want to know how do you how you kill your crushes or how do you... How do you school your crushes? School nope. your crushes. That's the title. No, school comma crushes and, and your, your favorite, favorite celebs. celebs. School crushes and your fave celebs. They don't use an yeah. Oxford comma and I'm a little upset about it. Yeah, honestly, anybody Ugh. that doesn't use an Oxford comma, you need to... Your keyboard needs to We're be an Oxford comma friendly studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that about wraps up this episode for uh, the Better Left podcast, you guys. Thank you all for joining us, Troy and Corn and Keisha, for being our guests and sitting in with us. And thank you, Jay, for putting up with our nonsense and sitting over there on the panel and making Troy cry. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope to join you guys. Join us next week on uh, the Better Left podcast. We're going to have some interesting stuff going down. I'm going to make everyone tell stories about their ghost encounters. <gasps> yeah, Yay, let's wear costumes. Ooh, we're going to wear yeah. costumes. It's yeah. going to be fun. So uh, join us next time because uh, this time we believe it's Better Left to all of you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Spoopy. Spoopy. Yeah, I'm excited for. Uh, keep on digging in. I was gonna keep on digging in the mud. You found one diamond, you won't find another. Better keep on digging in the mud. You better shine your shoes. You better shine.